Hey guys, what's going on? This is David Avalon with my co-host Robert Drysdale for another edition of Breaking the Guard. This is episode number 58 and we've titled it The Return because it's been a while. Uh, it's just over six months since we last posted. So um, no excuses. You know, we, we live close to each other. Just Rob's been busy and uh, we've just been moving around in different directions. But finally got together and to catch up and this is actually i think one of our longest episodes is like just under two hours i think and we talk about all sorts of things from uh, martial arts to politics culture so hey nice conversation a lot of funny topics that we brought up some that might get us in trouble (laughs) but i'll let you find out about those in the podcast so go ahead tune in and i hope you guys enjoy it before we get started, I'd like to mention one of our sponsors, which is BJJRetreat.com. BJJRetreat.com is uh, your destination vacation with yours truly, David Avalon. We're going to be heading out to Costa Rica again from June 6th to the 12th in Tamarindo. It's a beautiful part of Costa Rica. It's on the West Coast, Pacific Ocean. Uh, lots of beaches there. You can do just about anything you want there, from you know, scuba diving, parasailing, uh, spear fishing, zip lining, horseback riding, uh, ATVs. It's a, a adult paradise, pretty much. Great food, friendly people, and of course, there's jujitsu. Right, so we'll be doing. Uh, by popular demand, another encore performance of the Kimura Trap System. Every time I do it, I always add some extra stuff that I didn't do before. So even if you've been to one of my camps, uh, you'll be seeing some new things there as well. And we actually have quite a few people returning. So uh, we still have spots available. Uh, again, it's from June 6th to the 12th. We offer two packages. If you just want to do a training-only package where you take care of your own lodging and meals and all that, it's only five ninety nine, um, which is, a, again, an excellent deal. Or if you want to do one of the all-inclusive packages, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say all-inclusive. It, it has the training included. You have your lodging included. You have breakfast included, uh, transfers to and from the airport. Uh, and I think I already said breakfast. Yes, yeah, so you have breakfast in there as well. You have to get your other meals, of course. But again, pretty cheap in Costa Rica. And you have to get your flight, which you know might run you a little bit more. There's no COVID requirements as of this time. Uh, your home country might still have it, like in the U.S. We might still have the COVID test or whatnot, but Costa Rica doesn't have any requirements whatsoever. So it makes it for a fun time, especially if you've been locked down for a while and you want to try to get back to normal. You know, not the new normal, the regular normal. This would be the place to go, right? And it's always a lot of fun. Uh, I know I enjoy them a lot and make a lot of friends there, and I still stay in contact with them uh, through WhatsApp or even uh some of them moved here to Vegas, you know, so it was pretty cool. So go ahead, check it out. That's BJJRetreat.com. And I think, uh, yeah, we're, we were running a special that it might end by the time you hear this. So it was 20% off. Uh, I believe it ends in March. So if you, uh, you, you tune in quickly, jump over there, BJJRetreat.com to take advantage of that discount. Uh, again, that's BJJRetreat.com.
Hey guys, what's going on? David Avalon here with my co-host Robert Drysdale for so, another episode of Breaking the Guard. Episode fifty-nine. Uh, I believe, or maybe fifty-eight. So one of those one, two. One or the other. <laughs> I know good. it's pretty good. <laughs> it's been a while. That's why I looked. It's, like, it's been six months. Has it been six months? Six months. I was gonna say two months. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, it's been that oh long. Believe God. it or not. You know, it's you know, it's when two people, awesome people, are really busy. That's what happens. You know, what was funny was the last episode was titled Sloth. Okay, so that was it's appropriate. <laughs> it was very fitting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's oh, no excuses man. because like we live literally like five minutes away Not from each other. Not even. Like I yeah. literally, well, I think I've walked here before. I got to, that's how close it is, you know. Um, yeah. No, man. Like I just been slammed. There's like so much going on, and um, I've seen I, you've been traveling quite. I've a I've been bit. traveling yeah. a lot, like seminars, work in general. Um, like the thing is, like my the, the, my life in Vegas almost like runs itself now. It's on autopilot, which is like it took me fourteen years to get there, you know. And it comes down to finding the right people. Like Marcel has been awesome. He he puts out the fires even before I hear about them, and that's a rare quality in someone, right? So that's been good. It's freed up my time, so now I can do more. I'm working on that book. I think I told you about it last time. And I've been getting my ass kicked. I think I'm rewriting, but it's like the third time I, I'm rewriting it because it's such, such a hard thing to organize, man. Like, Open and Close Guard was such an easy book to write because it was just like interviews and in between the interviews, what I was thinking, right? It's like the story of the journey. So it was such an easy book to write in terms of organization. This other one is like so much harder. Um, but that's been, so my free time is going there. I'm either researching on it or I'm writing it. And then, yeah, between that and the traveling, I'm, I'm busy, but... uh. Yeah, man. I just gotta. I was just telling you earlier. I gotta start getting back into training more. Like I kind of slow down, thinking that my injuries are gonna get better when I slow down, and they don't. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. You gotta push through it, man. Like I don't know what these doctors are thinking. Take time off. I mean, they're wrong. You take time off, it gets worse. Yeah, uh, that's what I learned from personal experience. You gotta. You just gotta do whatever you can without pain. Yeah. Whatever that is, you know, like. Yes, yes. Find that balance, right? Because yeah. I'm like aggravating it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like you want, you don't want to push through the pain because then you're yeah. messing it up. Like essentially, pain is just a signal letting you know something's wrong there. Yeah. Like uh, I just tweaked my knee yesterday, doing a takedown. I tripped somebody and then like I ended up hurting myself afterward. Like small tweak, but yeah. now like what I did, I just walked for an hour and then I'm lifting yeah. weights and doing whatever I can. But it's just oh, it's frustrating getting old. You know what? I think that like I mean, I'm no. I'm no physiologist here, but like I'm thinking the blood flow does something yes. for healing. Like as long as the blood is flowing. So whatever you can do, even if it's on a bike, on a treadmill, I fucking hate the treadmill, but like even that is just keeping that blood flow. I'm thinking about doing yoga. Cause that's like, it's kind of, it just yoga is so boring to me. Like I can't, it's just, <laughs> I'm so bored, man. Like, I feel the same way. It's, it's just not, it's like, this isn't my issue with like, things like yoga. It's that I get, I'm on that, that, that in between where it's, it's too easy where I'm not really feel like, I don't feel like I'm getting the workout out of it, but at the same time, it's hard enough to prevent me from relaxing. It's like in between. It's in between a workout and relaxing. It's like, what is this? Like, I feel like I'm getting nothing done here. <laughs> it's like, I'm in between. I either got to be relaxing or I got to be working super hard. It's I don't funny. want in between. It's funny you say because yeah. when I met my, my wife, she was uh, doing yoga and she's been doing it now 10, 15 years. She does contortion now, but I remember I'm like, I was... At the end of my athletic career, so I'm like, okay, what is like? Show me some yoga. And I got I'm same thing. Like this is really boring. Okay, but it, but it was boring, but not fun, right? Because it was yeah. like it's still strenuous. I'm like, is there any like passive yoga where like I could just like get in a good healthy position that okay. stretches, but 
it's not so taxing. Yeah, know? yeah. And like, there's very limited poses. You no, know? Like no, pigeon pose exactly. and a couple other ones. But like, I'm like, oh man, this is hard. And then I was like, fuck, like, it's just like I know it's good for me. Like I should feel good afterwards. But like, here's the thing: like, jujitsu is really hard on your body in every sense of the word, yes. right? Mentally, physically, like your injuries, like muscle-wise, cardio-wise. But I'm rewarded at the end. Like I pass your guard. I'm like yes. There's a feeling of accomplishment there that I get excited about that. That tries, man, that's what keeps me going is the fact that I just beat your guard, right? That's what makes me, you know, makes you want to come back. Like in yoga, I don't, kind of don't feel that. Like I feel like, okay, I stretched like a little bit more than I did last time. Maybe, I, I don't know, I, I don't get a kick out of that. You know, it doesn't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. So it's hard for me to be motivated because it's just like, fuck, this is so boring. Yeah, I prefer just working out over just doing, you know, like I've been doing a lot of the, Knees over toes, guy stuff. Yeah, which is stretching, but it's stretching under load, right? So yeah, like you're you're lifting weights, or you're doing some type of like. Um, there's an exercise component to it, yeah. also. It, it seems to pass the time easier versus yeah. like sitting in a stretch for like five ten minutes, yeah. and then it's like, oh man, like, I don't know, like especially when you compare, like you said, like martial arts is so engaging in every sense of the word yeah. right like physically mentally spiritually like yeah it's got a lot going on so it's easy to pass time that way yeah. like it's not difficult to oh i gotta get myself to to train jiu-jitsu it's like yeah. it's fun yeah. right it's, it's hard to say how do i not train jiu-jitsu <laughs> yeah and not only that too like when you how this is like the hardest thing for old men i i people don't think i'm that old like like physically, we're old as fuck. Like we're we're like sixty five years old physically. You know that, right? <laughs> physically, like I, mentally. I, I don't know about I don't know about being that old. There's a lot. I, I would say there's a lot of mileage, but I still see myself as a high performance vehicle. Okay, I, okay, I know. Good for you. But like, <laughs> it, it's 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 hard because you go from from like being super, you know, athletic and it's just, and then where do you go from there? Because how do you get that excitement? You know, it's like you're okay. You're talking about a performance vehicle, right? Like you're 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 a Ferrari, and then the next day you're like, what's below a Ferrari, but still kind of fast? Like you're a Mercedes, and then next thing you know, you're a Volkswagen, yeah. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> it's just like you can see, like, and it's hard to get that same excitement because part of the reason why I love fighting so much was exactly that. Like it was driving at a thousand miles an hour. You know, and it's and it's difficult to find excitement in other sports. Like for like lifting weights has never been fun to me. I do it for health reasons. Yeah. You know, and because I'm single, you know, pretty much. Like that's the only reason <laughs> I, I ever go to the gym. But like I don't enjoy it. I don't think it's fun. I don't think running is fun. I gotta kinda get a kick or running outside, outdoors can be fun. Nice weather. Yeah. You know? Um, or like mountain bike. I used to mountain bike a lot as a kid. Like that was that was fun. But like it's it's hard to get excited about working out because you're not as stimulated in the same way. It's a big step down in terms of stimulation. Yeah, like now, like I have a pretty good routine going. I walk for like a, just about an hour every day. And that to me now is my, my time to reflect. Yeah. Like, oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Thank like you, yeah. I, I just walk and I just think, I don't have earbuds or anything. Yeah. I just think, and I have weird situations going on in my head. Like what if someone tried to stick me up? How I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> you know, typical yeah. male. Yeah, violent fantasy situations I go through, and then yeah, that um, I lift two, three times a week, train three, five times a week, archery once a week, shooting once a week, stretching six times a week. Like I have all these things structured, yeah. and I throw them all in there. 
but it's like a variety of things. But like the one thing I would want to do more than anything is train martial arts. But that's the one thing I found that like I have to limit my volume of it. Right? Yeah, like, like I can only to, handle so much of it. And you have to learn how to enjoy um, like rolling for rolling, not trying to win. Because like my wrists are so damaged, Dave. Like I literally, I was training yesterday. It's like almost like I'm almost like. I can't train because my hands hurt, so I need cortisone. It's the only thing that helps me, like cortisone mm -hmm. on my wrist. Um, and I've been avoiding it my whole life, but now I'm going to start injecting myself every four or five months just cortisone. Because I can't, I, I get chemores on people, I literally have to let go. I, I put rear naked chokes on people, I literally, I'll have them in a rear naked choke, and I'm going, if I finish this, I'm going to be in so much pain over the next like seven, eight days yeah. that I, I just let go. So now I roll without going for submissions. I literally let go of them. And that's like killing because that was a whole. That was the whole point was trying to make yeah. people tap. It's like, well, you know, this is this is awful. But uh, I, I just got to take more care of myself. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's more a matter of, it's a new kind of discipline I'm becoming familiar with. You know? Yeah, so like that's what, in weightlifting, they're very familiar with, they call it maximum recoverable volume. Yeah. Right? Like how much output can you, physical output yeah. can you do that you can still recover from, right? So what I've been learning over the past few years, like, I could lift weights every day, no problem. But if I stack something else on top of the strenuous, like for example, martial arts, definitely a problem. Yeah. Like there, are, there are some people are saying, "Oh, I lift in the morning and train at night, or vice versa." Like I can't do that. Like, yeah. I fall apart yeah. pretty fast. Even training like twice a day, I can't do that either. Yeah. I, I tried it once and I was wrecked for like five, six days. Yeah. I remember like uh, someone said, "Oh, do the fighter training." When it was like cage wrestling, I did fine. I'm like, okay, I feel a little tight, but not a big deal. Like, oh, we're doing another session in the evening. Showed up at the very last second of the training session. Like, there's literally one second left. Uh, someone tried to put me down with a quarter turn lift, landed and broke my ankle, the knee popped, boom. Like, ah. And it wasn't too bad, but then my face got all scratched up, back was, it felt like I got hit by a truck. It was just yeah. a total disaster. I'm like, man, I was trying to do two a days, you yeah. know? And I'm like, that's why I like, look at some of these guys like Glover Teixeira. Like, how I don't know he, how they do it, man. How is he in there? He's like 44? But like 42? He, here's the yeah. thing, though, too. It all depends on... Like, look at Vitor Belfort, right? Like, he has had the longest career in the history of MMA. He started his first fight when he was 16, right? He's like, what, 45 now? When was the last time that he fought? He was like 44, same thing, right? Something so, like, like that's that. a long career. Like, always taking steroids. Yeah, steroids help, but they're not miracle performing. It's not like, oh, my God, you're for sure. It's like, dude... You have to watch out. You have to take care of your body because steroids will not do that. Like no amount of HGH is gonna make you that healthy, you know. And I think with a guy like Vitor, for example, and I've I've been in some of his camps, dude. He's really smart about his training, almost to the point where it makes no sense how he trains. Like he, there's, there's zero impact in his training, mm. like zero. So it, it is a matter of how much impact when you were driving that car. How much were you stepping on the gas versus just learning how to drive technically without pushing that threshold every single session you know and like a guy like Vitor he, like he roll combat roll like let's go to war I don't think I've ever seen him do it it was a lot of drilling a lot of training and I can't train like that first of all because it's boring yeah I can never train like that it's incredibly boring to me I can't do it second I don't feel like I'm pushing the limits of technical or physical right but I think it might be one of those things where a guy like Vitor is so incredibly talented he's so physically talented that he makes up for that. He knows that when he has to like switch gears, his body will respond, right? With time, you know, like, whereas like, I'm not that gifted of an athlete. I have to be on the verge of the limits of, the very limits of what my body can perform 
so I can push that threshold because I can't just switch gears like that and go a notch above. I'll give right. you another example, like Bouchesha. You ever watch yeah. that guy grapple? Pay attention to his matches. He's losing all the time. And it's when you think he's got nothing left in the tank. What does he do? Turn to fight around with like 10 seconds left. He does it over and over and over. It's like he's got this extra little, just like when most people will be on their way down. It's yeah, like he's, he's, got, of... he's got a little more in him. And it's something that, and it's, it's uh, um, I think a lot of that is, it's not just, because from all, all accounts, he actually doesn't train that much either. I think Bouchard is a guy that has a long career because he's not one of those guys killing himself in the gym every day, from what I hear at least. I train with him only once, but... Um, a lot of his training parts are like, no, he actually trains once a day and skips a day here and there. <laughs> like, he's not one of those guys. You would think he's in the gym three times a day, and he's not. You know, And a lot of guys are like that. And I'm saying that works for everyone, but I think people that, when they're so incredibly gifted, they can push, not push the threshold every day, and as a result, they're going to have longer careers. Add that to you know, how you eat, how much you sleep, how much you take care of your body, genetic component, you know, all the, add these things. I think some people can, uh, I mean, Floyd Mayweather, what is he, 45? He's and he's there. sharp as hell. Like, holy yeah. cow, like, how are you that sharp? Because your reflexes go down, like you're supposed to, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's in the gym, all that, but like, I think that he has so much, not only a genetic component, but he has so much expertise around him. Like, they kind of groomed him to be exactly who he is. They saw him as a child. They saw the potential. And then we're going to watch out for this guy. Make sure he has as much longevity as possible, versus like in gymnastics, you know, you know what they do with kids, right? Yeah, it's, it, it borders on abuse. They chew you in, spit you out. Oh, yeah, yeah. chew you in, spit you out. It's exactly yeah. what they do. By the time you're 24, you're done. No, and they're cutthroat as far as like selection. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, right. Because my wife was a gymnast yeah. at one point. She did ballet and all that, and like right away, like she always tells me the story, like. Her ballerina teacher or whatever yeah. saw her and they go, oh, "Your turnout's very limited. You're never gonna be a prima donna. That's it. Boom, yeah. done, done, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and, and it's 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 brutal, man. Yeah. But like that's, I mean, the nature of competition kind of is that way, you know. And they could be wrong, but um, I remember like, I was speaking to a gymnast and he was part of the U.S. team for a minute. Like, he was like way up there, and I was talking about getting my kids into competitive gymnastics. And before I finished my statement, he said, "Don't do it." And I'm like, man, you you were like quoted for the Olympics. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, don't do it. It's bad. Like, he was like straight up advocating against it because I think he saw what it did to his body and what it did to people around him. And it says something about, you know, maybe, you know, lifestyle. Like, what is, is it worse? Is it worth like pushing that, like, you know, making the candle burn so bright to the point that where really? it runs out like sooner than it should, you know? And I think that's what a lot of these sports do. But at the same time, man, like, had he not been on the national team, would he been as fulfilled? Like, it's hard for me to say, because I, I destroyed my body in jiu-jitsu, but do I regret it? Hell no. Hell, I could be in a wheelchair, and I still wouldn't regret it. Me, personally, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, I'd still like, nope, it was totally worth it. Maybe 20 years from now, I'll feel differently. I don't know. You know, but it's it's a question, man. I think it's it's not, like, there's lifestyle is important at the end of the day. Like, you have to be able to, like, live well, not just, you know, have competitive success. Yeah, I think especially when you talk about like I don't know that much about the world of gymnastics, but at least from my understanding of female gymnastics, your peak is essentially when you're a teenager. Yeah, like there's no thirty year old. I think there was one last Olympics, and yeah. she was, and that was like an anomaly, it's right? An but, anomaly, yeah. But like, so it's it is what you're saying, which is kind of crazy. Is like your your peak is going to be when you're still like in your formative years, yeah. just because of I guess your weight to strength ratio or whatnot. It seems like a, a lot of pressure to put on a child, you know. And then, like, what's next after that life? It's like every essentially the whole life is just for this one moment. That's 
just at the beginning, like of conscious life almost, you know what I mean? Like you're in your first 10 years of being conscious. Mm. I, don't know, I don't remember anything like before I was like seven or eight. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. It's like, man, it seems like a, a lot of pressure to put on you and then you don't have like a vision for what's going to be after that. Yeah. You know? yeah. I like the idea of martial arts. That, and I, we see it all the time, people who could be in their 60s, 70s and they're still training to some capacity, right? They're still being part of the sport. It, it would be harder for me, like, if, like, I was wheelchair-bound. Essentially, like, I couldn't participate in the sport anymore after my 20s. And you imagine, like, for whatever reason, you just can't do mixed martial arts anymore after 20. Your body just didn't work. And you have to sit on the sidelines for your next 50 years. Yeah, yeah. I said, oh, man, that's, that's, that's harsh. You know, like, it I, I, yeah. I want to be there, you know, the whole time. Like, I like teaching. I like training. I like being involved with it. I like seeing being having some direction in future athletes or whatnot. So, uh, yeah, that whole I, that's why I feel like martial arts is also like a lifestyle, like you said, you know, like yeah. all the things that we do to stay healthy and to keep our mind sharp, you know. And there's a lot of research going into it. Like I was talking to one of my friends, Alvin, and he's like, "There's the amount of technique that's involved in mixed martial arts is just astounding." Like the game is, I, I don't think there's any sport as mm -hmm. complex. As no, and I've said this before, and people like yeah. it's, it's always like sounds arrogant when you're saying something like that, but like I can't think of anything, as, especially MMA. Yeah, like it's like, what show me something that has more technique. I, I think chess is simple in comparison, I really do. I think chess is like by two dimensional, it's yeah. too flat, it's like it's like a fucking board. I compare to that to an octagon, right? You know, and you're, you're talking about uh, in chess, you have what like. Five unique pieces, yeah, like, um, whatever it is. <laughs> it's right, like it's yeah. not... Five or six unique pieces. Yeah. You have a fixed chessboard. You yeah. know everything at the start. Yeah. You don't have that yeah. in MMA. You don't. You don't know what the hell you're yeah. dealing with yeah. on the other side. What moves he Emotionally, has. Emotionally too. What, yeah. Talk about the emotional control. Like, okay, I'm gonna play Kasparov in a game of chess. Or I'm gonna fight Francis Ngannou in an MMA <laughs> fight. <I'm> like, <laughs> not the same. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care what people say. Not the same. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of them, there's a real possibility that you could be you seriously could harmed or die. Yeah. The worst thing could happen to chess kings is you get humiliated. Yeah. And it may have the endless possibilities of what could actually happen in terms of like bad, right? Uh, no, I, I think, yeah, fighting is super complex and that's why, why I love it. I love the, 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 the complex. I think it's, I, and I, 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 there's a part of my book I, I mentioned this is like, what is more complex in terms of you know, emotional, physical, intellectual, because it is intellectual. You don't think of fighting as something intellectual, but it is. Sure. There's how much mental effort goes into strategizing, perfecting technique, perfecting methodology in the gym, right? There's tons of science going on. We don't, we don't think of fighting as scientific, but it is. Oh, yeah. It is. We just don't think of it that way, because science to us is a guy in a lab writing papers no one reads, you know, like, but that's not it. Like, it's, there's methodology behind it. Right, like what are the best methods to train someone? We're constantly, re I mean, I've changed my class methodology. I, I don't even know how many times. You know, it's just that we don't collect data to actually go like, what are the best kinds of training? Like what, what we don't do that, we should. Right, you know, it's don't. kind of what we talked about with the whole Moneyball thing yeah, for, exactly. for yeah. MMA or Jiu-Jitsu. There's just so many more variables that it's hard like to, like where do you start almost? You know what I mean? yeah. Like, like yeah. you have all the different types of body types and frames and heights and weights, yeah. and, and we're not even talking about the skill levels yet. Or oh my like, God, there's yeah. infinite variables. And then you know, and then I, I say this a lot in class. My students are probably tired of me saying this, but we have when we practice jujitsu, right? We have the same rule set. Let's say it's IBJJF, whatever it is. You have the same rule set. It applies from rooster to ultra heavy. Yeah. 
But the techniques that we use for rooster and ultra heavy, it's almost like two different sports, even though it's the same rule set. So when we teach jiu-jitsu, we teach it under one roof, right? But what in reality is every weight class has its own game. Yeah. You watch the rooster, as you go up, you see the game change every weight class. Now, there are similarities, right? But the similarities, if you pay close attention, they're mostly in regard to the rules themselves. You win by submission. You score two points when you sweep. But are the submissions the same? No. Are the sweeps the same? No. Are the two points being scored here or there? They're never the same. It's completely different. Occasionally, you get the same, right? But it's almost hard to think of a move that consistently takes place a specific move that consistently takes place in the ultra heavy division and in the rooster division. Think of one. Yeah. It's hard to think of one. Maybe, like maybe arm maybe, bar, maybe. maybe a half guard squeeze pass or something like that. Half, maybe, yeah. Even you don't see a lot of half guard passing in the rooster division. No, it's you know they, because they're, so, they're so tiny. Uh, yeah. I watched. I don't know if you saw that match of Mika Galvao and Dante Leon. Yeah. That was a crazy. I didn't see yeah. it. I, I know. I don't know. I heard it was a good match. I didn't. It was. A I very, can't keep up. Very good match, but like that's an example of guys just inverting and. But it's yeah. it's and then you see that and it, it changes dramatically. And of course, you're gonna find something. You're gonna see Rene naked choke in both, right? But and the, and this is what's interesting. This is why like I've gotten so much criticism for my style of teaching. I and it's been such a problem. But I'm like I'm right. I'm not budging because I'm not wrong. You guys are going by fashion. I'm going by logic. I am right. Logic always wins at the end. What is the center? I call it the center. What is the? What are the techniques that work everywhere? There's only a few of them. Rear naked choke, arm bar, underhooks. Underhooks work everywhere, right? Like there's like there's a half dozen. There's like maybe not a half dozen, but there's like maybe twenty techniques, thirty techniques, right? That what we could call the center. Everything that escapes the center is becomes marginal, marginal. The more so you get this guy right here who loves to invert, right? Yeah. You get this this guy right here, he only wants to do takedowns. Or you get that guy, he loves lapel guard. And you get the guy that he only wants to do heel hooks. And the margins go, Rob, mean, mean, mean. And I'm going, that's great. If I were a personal coach, that would make sense that I would uh, emphasize that which you are more apt to do. But because I'm teaching a group of 300 people, I can't do that. I have to focus on what? Yeah. The center, the way I describe this to people is if you were taking care of a tree, you wouldn't water the fruit. <laughs> Would you? What do you water? Yeah. You water the roots. Yeah. That's how the tree grows, right? And if the fruit happens to die, what happens if the tree is, is healthy? There's another fruit coming up. Yeah. And I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but like I've always managed to keep like, if, you, if there's never been a moment in my gym where it wasn't a good room, you mm -hmm. can, anyone, I've had like ADCC champions go to my gym and they're going to get a hell of a workout and I'm not the one training with them. Yeah. And they're going to work hard, right? Because there's a constant flow of what new people come in. But the thing is, when you focus on the margins, you lose the center. And the center is 90% of your students, right? So you have to focus as a coach. If you have a big group, if you have individuals, it's different. But if you have a big group, you have to focus on the center. You have to focus on the things that work for everyone. Otherwise, you're ostracizing most of the room. Because if I show a rubber guard, how many people in my room can do it? Yeah. Like, how many people can do a bearing bolo? I can barely do a bearing bolo, and I'm very flexible for my size. Yeah. You know, but most people can't. You know, but it's, it's like, and then people get, why don't you teach more of this? I'm like, why would I? For you? Right? It makes no sense. And you get to see, like, you, you guys had a bunch of competitions yeah. the past weekend, and the one thing I saw in common, which is what I know you guys are good with, arm triangle, arm triangle, arm triangle. Because yeah. it works for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. It's like, I never thought about that. You're yeah, right. Like, that's one of the most, like, and like, we, we do work a lot on that. I yeah. just never thought I about saw, it. I saw, right, Marcelo won by arm triangle in his MMA fight. That was a, that was a, yeah. that was a crazy fight, too. And then, yeah. in, I think it was the, what is that thing? 
the smoking ho, show. Ho, uh, high rollers. High rollers, yeah. High rollers. <laughs> Which, by the way, yeah. I saw there was a thing that was called Comiendo Culo or something like that. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, is that really a thing that yeah, went out there? Dude, it's, it's, it's a funny show. <laughs> but yeah. like, there was a bunch of arm triangles you guys got there. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's because we do a lot of arm triangles. And then right? uh, this past fight to win, uh, Nick won yeah, the arm, arm triangle. triangle. Yeah. Because it's, it's something that, okay, it's it's... It's not a trendy move, perhaps. But I, I, I don't like. You gotta be careful with trends because, like, what is the purpose of a trend? Trends, and I, this is like my, my most recent critique of jujitsu. Actually, I got another book that I'm thinking about writing, and um, it's a cultural critique of what has changed in jujitsu in the last twenty years. And and it, it, it's, I started having these ideas when I was reading on the history of judo, and I'm thinking like, why is judo cohesive? Why is judo? think about it? Judo's been around for 140 years. Like even wrestling, even though wrestling is much older, in yeah. fact, wrestling influenced a lot of judo. Um, even the rule set, most judokas have never admitted, but it's very similar to a wrestling rule set. Yeah. Pin, you know, like it's that's 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 wrestling. Yeah. They didn't invent that. They they got it from wrestling. Um, but like wrestling as an organized sport is not that old because it, it, it came back after it was never organized in the dark in the Middle Ages, right? Whatever. Like it was, it was something that survived in some circles, but it's not. It's something that's fairly new in terms of organization. And even so, I don't think it's as widespread as judo, but wrestling would be the closest thing to it. But in terms of like judo, it has it has a cohesiveness to it. Right? It's 140 years old. It's yeah. still around. My guess, 140 years from now, I think they're still gonna be around. Because in judo, you have, and I'm, I think in terms of martial arts, and I got like, judokas love me when I call it Brazilian judo instead of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then they hate me when I say what I'm going to say next. Because every now and then someone will write me. And then I'll say, but they, in terms of martial arts, they're very flawed. Because they've limited so many. Like, no, 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 no. The more you limit, the more you say no to someone, the less of a martial art it is. Because a real martial art would mean what? Yeah, well, fucking everything, right? That, yeah. And then they, they've created so many limitations that they, 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 it crippled them in a lot of ways. They don't like to hear that, but it's true. Yeah. There's so many things you can't do. You know, and then, um, but in terms of like culture, I think that it was brilliant what they've done because they've created a purpose. There is purpose behind judo and it's not me and it's not you. I think Jigoro Kano, either by accident or by thinking about these things, he reached the conclusion that there has to be, this is what's best for judo. Judo comes first and everyone that is in judo is working towards that same purpose. So if you're like, if you're on a ship and everyone's like on the same, same, like where this is what we're doing. Right, like any military guy will tell you this. Like you're better off with an army of twenty people with a purpose than with an army of a thousand people doing different thousand different things. Right, right. right? Like if ship, if I'm a captain, you're a captain, and you go left and I go right, we're gonna hit the iceberg. We're yeah. gonna go Titanic. It doesn't matter how big the ship is. You, you go Titanic, right? There has to be purpose. Like we're all going the same direction. And in judo, there's an agreement of what is what are their core values. I'm not saying they're perfect or that they don't. They're always perfect, but there is an agreement that what's best for judo is. Judo is a means of education. It is a way of improving on the human being, right? That's they believe that they they have that ethos very ingrained in their culture. And I ask you this now, Dave: In Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu specifically, what is the what is that unifies Jiu-Jitsu? What is it that keeps Jiu-Jitsu together, other than Joe Rogan <laughs> and, and and fashion? Because it's very fashionable right now. So fashion, but fashion changes. Like I saw my sister wearing bell bottoms the other day. I'm like, wait, what? Those are back. <laughs> That's that's jujitsu for you. It's a bell bottom. It's it's just pants. It's bell bottoms. It's fashion. Pretty soon we're back to like twenty years from now we're back to skinny jeans. 
You know, like what is it that keeps jujitsu together other than fashion? And I couldn't, th I, I couldn't think of anything. Like it's hard to think of what is it to keep. Like what is our what is our purpose? Okay, so you think about everyone trained jujitsu in the world. What are we? Where are we going? Where where what what direction are we taking? It's hard to think of something <sighs> that we all agree on, because everyone has their own individual the ideas, purpose. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you go again, the trends kind of show a little bit about what people are thinking about as a as a group, right? Yeah. Like if it's something's trending a lot, like leg locks trended yeah. for a while, right? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would always think towards submission, right? That seems to be popular, but that's not always the case. Like you said, because Brimbola's been yeah. getting very popular, which yeah. is a sweep or reversal, yeah. you know, not so much a sweep. So it's hard to say. But, I mean, for me, at least, as a martial artist, it's about being as efficient as possible, right? And so, like, when we have new moves and people don't know the counters to them, it's very efficient yeah. at first. And then as people develop counters, yeah. that move wanes in effectiveness, and then it's like, okay, what's the next shiny bobble that yeah. I'm going to go after? You know what I mean? Like, what's the next unexplored territory that we can gain maximum efficiency from? Yeah. But I think that's the problem in the sense what you're saying is that that's always changing. Because something that uh, is unexplored territory, there is initially high value in being yeah, there first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. You're a pioneer. Yeah. And yeah. so you're going to know the land, lay the land better, and you're going to be able to exploit it. But then once everybody settles, now it's like, okay, this is not that cool anymore. Yeah. I need to go out somewhere else to find that next unexplored part. And there's a role for that for like innovators, right? Because that's going to yield, you know, a, a lot of interest. But going back to you where you're saying you want to be in the center from a uh, coaching yeah. Pr yeah. perspective, that has the most value because, because you know the most about that area, you're able to better teach it to people, right? Yeah. It, otherwise, if you're trying to teach stuff you don't know about yet, you're a fraud, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, the next thing is, uh, what is it? Oh, leg locks, leg locks. I'm going to show you everything I know about leg locks. And then you're like Dusty Brown or whatever, you know, just, the guy that does the fake disarms and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You're doing, you're doing he's cool. famous now. Yeah, he's super famous. He's famous for being, he's infamous, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> like that. You know, that's why, like, Fame doesn't really have as much value anymore to me because back in the day when you were famous, you were generally meant that you did something. You're a badass. You at did something, something amazing. Now right? you like, can be an idiot and be famous. Yeah. So now it's like, well, what are you besides that? It's sign of yeah. decadence. Yeah. But yeah, what works? It's, it is what it is. But like, I guess like what I'm thinking here is, in terms of culture, like what is it that keeps everyone together? And this is why you see the, the group disintegrating all the time because there's no joint purpose. So if you think of like the Catholic Church, like. Regards of what your beliefs are, like how long has the Catholic Church been around? You'd say, eighteen hundred years. The historian here. Like, I, I'm going to go Council of Nicaea. <laughs> yeah, something like eight, eighteen hundred years, right? That's a long fucking time. Man. That's that only two thousand years. They're yeah. still around. Yeah. Why? What is it that keeps them together? It's not just Christianity, because you see Christianity like there's like so many different branches. Like they have a core set of beliefs. The Pope is God's representative on earth, and so and so. And I'm not a Catholic, so I'm not going to go dive into the, the, the core belief of the Catholic Church, but they have a core set of beliefs that they agree on, right? Let's say you're a Democrat or Republican, right? There's a core set of beliefs that's constantly changing too, but like yeah. there is a more or less, let's say you're a communist, right? There's a core set of beliefs that you believe in, and that right there is a cohesion of the group. And if you think of any group that lasts a long time, they have a core set of beliefs that guides the behavior of the group versus the group taking advantage of that particular belief to benefit themselves, right? So for example, if I use jujitsu to what's best for me 
and maximize money and ticket sales right now, that short term will benefit me, but the group suffers in the long term because it's not necessarily what's, it may or may, it may be coincidentally, right? Best with the group, but that is a secondary force. The primary force is what is best for me. And as a result, the group suffers. But if you look at things that last a long time, they have a cohesiveness to this where the group goes, what is best for the group, right? And what's best for the group is what guides the behavior of the individual. And if the individual happens to benefit, that is the secondary force. The primary force, the guiding force is always what? what is best for that core belief system. In this case, whatever the Catholic Church core belief systems have to be, like your political party, judo, right? And this is where I'm looking where IBJJF failed miserably. And I, 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 I'm a supporter of IBJJF. I think if Jiu-Jitsu is to survive another 50 years, it's because of like what they're, they're logistically at least, they've created something very cohesive. But in terms of values, I'm like, I, I mentioned this to them before, it's like, you guys don't have one. Like, Judo has a core belief system. They, you, they have rules, man. Like, they have, like, the culture to shape the culture. Jiu-Jitsu has oh, it. Really like, a, ethical values? Is All of it, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, like, what is it? What is the purpose of Judo? Like, they, they don't answer you. Like, they, there's, I mean, there's a list of things. Like, they, like, they think that they uphold as judokas, mm. right? And they may be perfect or imperfect, but it's, at least the ship is going in one direction or the other, and everyone agrees on what the direction is. Jiu-Jitsu, there's none of that. Find me something, it's just like, it's just, okay, we got tournaments. They're organized, medals are beautiful. Technically, technically badass, never been better. But there's more to that because technique itself alone is not enough. Because if it were, catch wrestling would have taken off 100 years ago. Why didn't it? Because yeah. the techniques are not different. What's different between ADCC and catch wrestling? I don't know enough about the, catch wrestling. No, it's yeah. the same shit. It's just, yeah. it's just techniques got better. They got yeah. more sophisticated. But it's like catch wrestling did it first. I mean, catch wrestling is older than everything. You're gonna to get to it. Like, as far as submission-wise, it's older than jujutsu. It's older. It precedes it. It's the old. Like, why? Because they, I, I think this is why they never taste it. They don't. I don't think they have that core set of beliefs that an organization like the Kodokan created for judo. Well, I guess in response to that, what it seems like, for example, when I think of jujitsu or like MMA, they're sports. Yeah. Right. Whereas judo is a sport. But it's also a martial art. Yeah. I think, like you said, it's for them, it's a way of life. Yes, it's a way right? of life, yeah. Whereas there's a lot of people that says that they like to say martial art lifestyle. And yeah. that sounds like cool. Like, oh, martial art lifestyle, yeah. that means I travel and I train and whatever, yeah. all this stuff. But like, but it doesn't really come with what you're saying, like moral values yeah. or like, you know, how you would respond to certain situations or your life beliefs and whatnot. So that seems to be separated, you know. But like, if you look at all of our major sports, they all don't have that either. There's yeah. no like a value systems in baseball or football or anything yeah. like that. And these are big they're sports massive sports, and they're massive, yeah. but they don't have that type of unity, which I'm not sure from a marketing perspective is beneficial or, or not. But I would definitely think from a culture perspective, like you're saying, it would be because you could be instilling some good values into people, right? Like yeah. that's, that's what drew people into the martial arts in the yeah. first place after watching like movies like The Karate Kid and stuff. Yeah. They had this thing, oh, you know, like it teaches them control and discipline, yeah. self-respect and all that. And that's how they got, people start moving into the martial yeah. arts in the West, you know what I mean? But uh, jiu-jitsu seems to be very modern in the sense like, oh, it's like we prove things by doing them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like essentially that, that the, from the little I know, you're the historian here, but that the Gracie challenges and all that was, Pretty much taking the theory out, right? It's like yeah. let's be empirical. Yeah, let's yeah, see yeah, 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 who's yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, and that was that was their, the brilliance of it. It's like right. they, they cut out the bullshit. And like let's put it to the test. You know, 
But that that didn't come with the the life philosophy. No, they it, didn't have one. It, yeah, it was just a hammer. And and and, and then when, yeah. when Carlos Gracie tried to write one, it just a it didn't stick because I think part of it cut probably the Brazilian culture that was something to blame with this. I think the surf culture had taken over by then. Uh, secondly, like Carlos's teachings were not on par with his life. Like, you know, like if you're going to be a Mahatma Gandhi, you're going to fucking have to live like Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah. And Carlos didn't, you know, like Carlos had a certain lifestyle. And then at the end there, he, he like he had like, the, the, his 12 rules of life or whatever it was, you know, and they're beautiful. They're like, those are good values. But like, it had nothing to do with the history of jiu-jitsu. They were good values, right? And they were not instilled. They were not taught. I learned about them much later. I never heard of them when I was coming up in jiu-jitsu. And maybe they would have been better had those been instilled early on and like been part of the IBJJF belief system. But they, they but it, it was it was so at odds with everything else. It kind of never really, you know, I don't know. Like it just didn't, didn't take off. Uh, but you make a good point about professional sports. Like professional sports, they are incredibly profitable. I do have my doubts if it's something like, if you like, for example, boxing went on a very different route than judo. Yeah. Boxing was about ticket sales, right? But what kind, I mean, I think boxing and judo can be polar opposite, you know, in, in some ways. But you, boxing, how many people, how many lives has boxing changed? Like, I mean, how, how, many, how many people train boxing at, I, I, I might, I've been kickboxing, okay, they're cardio kickboxing. I'm not even sure that counts. What is that? I don't even know what that is. No, no. I you know, it's I like, think... boxing is like, yeah, you're punching. I guess it is, you know. But, but what, what, you, you, what you make is another good point there. Whereas even those sports like, you know, NBA, NFL, boxing, yeah. they are huge money sports. Big businesses. You know, millions of spectators, but not high participation sport. Yeah. Right? Like, you know. Or UFC, yeah. I mean, even, I mean, at least UFC now, MMA gyms are starting to rise. There's more people. I, I guess we would have to look at stats because I'm just talking out of my ass here. But like, how many people practice martial arts versus you know, play football on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Not like, oh, I yeah, played yeah. because I'm in high school and they make me, right? Like, yeah. So I, I would tend to think there's probably more people doing martial arts, you know, recreationally than they are playing football or baseball because, yeah, uh, you know, like, one, it's prohibitive as far as equipment-wise yeah. and, like, you need a stadium and, you know, yeah. you need all the pads and stuff like that. So, like, not just anybody can do that. Like, it requires a good amount of infrastructure. Boxing, though, could, but then again... How many people are going to their local boxing gym and actually boxing it up? Yeah. So I, I think that that's one edge that martial arts has is that it kind of caters to the common yeah. man, right? Yeah. Like it's not just like you have to be an exceptional athlete. Yeah. You know, I think what some people get dissuaded by, like particularly with mixed martial arts, that they think, oh, I'm going to get beat up and stuff like that. Like, no, unless you're training as a knucklehead gym, anybody yeah. can train in mixed martial arts to a certain degree yeah. and still learn practical skills so it's where like sports are geared towards top echelon athletes martial arts is geared for everybody like anybody could do martial arts you won't be a ufc champion but you still can practice it yeah i can't get my grandma to start playing in the nfl no or or even playing football period yeah it's not for the masses at the end of the day like you know i'm not saying that i guess there's this is a this is a conflict of values here you have and we see this in jiu-jitsu, we're seeing this very clear now. You have one side going ticket sales as the purpose, like ticket sales. That's what they're looking at. 
you know, and then the other side is like, okay, let's, let's, what are, what else can Jiu-Jitsu do for us? And it's kind of like this organization, but there's no value orientation in the grand scheme of things like Judo has, for example. And there's different approaches. I don't, I have, I know what I prefer. I'm not saying like which one is better than the other. Um, but like, I see like the, the ticket sale thing to me is like something you got to be careful with because not everything that sells is good. Right. Sure. You know, like for example, if you put Hasbulla, you know, the little yeah, yeah, Russian yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasbulla, <laughs> let's say Hasbulla or get into an MMA fight with Paris Hilton. <laughs> right? I just right? got the visual. That's it. Okay. Let's say we can make that happen. Okay. And I'm the referee <laughs> and promoter. I love to promote this fight. How many tickets do you think we'd sell? Uh, yeah, a fortune. More than McGregor and Khabib. For sure. Is that good for the sport of MMA in the long run? Or is that banalizing the sport of MMA and make it into a circus, which is kind of what we're doing? It, we're, we're on the way. That's kind of where we're going. Yeah. We're going to banalize it. And you banalize it, it's not serious anymore. It becomes a joke. And then we go back to pro wrestling, which is kind of like a cyclical thing with martial arts. We kind of do like full circle. Like, like there's a reason why pro wrestling has lingered so long. It's like if people enjoy that, it does sell tickets. But it's like... Dude, from that to, like, how did catch wrestling, like, how did they go there and not where they should have been? Because they did it first, right? Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm critical. I think that, like, yeah, ticket sales are good, but as a secondary force. You know what I mean? Like, you look at now, I don't know if you saw, that's when you mentioned Joe Rogan's ADCC just got sponsored by Joe Rogan. So I guess there's... What does that mean? I don't know. Are you guys going to give money? The, the Joe Rogan experience, it's the podcast, yeah. is uh, sponsoring both... Gordon Ryan as the individual athlete, and oh. he's also sponsoring the whole event. As in, like, giving him money? Or? Yeah, 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 money and marketing. I'm not sure exactly what the financial details are, but yeah. I'm assuming they're, they're playing yeah, some money. I mean, for him, it's probably a good move because anybody who does martial arts already loves Joe Rogan. Yeah. If they weren't familiar with him yet somehow, like, yeah. they were, they are going to be afterwards. Yeah. And, like, this recent... Well, it draw eyes on ADCC, for sure. Yeah. You know, a new audience. Yeah. And, uh... From all accounts, ADC now has, you know, had the, their biggest attendance coming up here in Vegas. Yeah. I will say this about the attendance thing. I know they mentioned the last one had the biggest attendance, and I'm like, yeah. I don't think it did. Because I remember, I was in Brazil in 2003, and I don't know the numbers, but I remember seeing the Ibirapuera, which is a big fucking arena full. I think they had more people in Brazil. I don't know the numbers. Mm. I could be wrong. But at least it was close, because like... Even this last one, it wasn't full, full. It was a much, much smaller arena than Ibirapuera. Ibirapuera is where like, they, like, they have like all the professional volleyball, basketball games. Results. It's a freaking big, big arena. arena. It's, a, it's like at least four times the size of the arena they had in California. I don't know numbers, but, like, but it wasn't, it was, I remember during the, like it was almost full, and like, this one was not full. With that being said, I know that in Vegas, I'm pretty confident they're going to sell out if they haven't already. Yeah, like, they, I, they've, 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 they've hyped it up so much that it's gonna sell but again like i'm all in favor of ticket sales as long as you don't banalize the sport and you don't make it into you don't let it become pro wrestling because that, that to me is damaging in the long run short run yeah sure you'll you'll paris hilton hasbullah would make you a shit ton of money you know but long term i think it'd be like shitting on the sport you know yeah well i mean it's a lot of funny stuff going on promotion wise like a, i would be remiss if we don't talk about uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, right? That would I, sell. Holy yeah. shit! That would make a, that would make a killing. I thought it was funny. There's a few of these events where people yeah. were calling like, oh, like man code stuff. Like, oh, what was it like uh, Masvidal? You know, yeah. sneak attacking uh, Colby Covington. You know, like 
a lot of these things to me like rub me the wrong way. I think they're staged. They could be staged. Yeah. I, I don't you know, know how like, much money they make. Well, you know how much money they're gonna make. Well, the the, the, the the Will Smith Chris Rock thing could be. And I, what I told me was just the truth. It's like, look, this dude just won the award for best actor. Yeah. You don't think he could have faked this oh whole thing? God, yeah. Cried and stuff like that. You like, know what's gonna happen to Chris Rock's <laughs> next stand-up comedy? No, he already. He's, there we go. Yeah, yeah. You know what's gonna happen to Will Smith's next movie? Yeah. Chris Rock. The very next day or two, they said that his tour has already Sold exploded. Out. Yeah. Yeah, and the ticket, yeah. the minimum ticket prices went from forty dollars to three hundred forty dollars. So the the way the 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 the, the, the Hollywood, I, and I'm not never been in that world, but I know yeah. a little bit about it. Right, is you have to remain what they call relevant. Yeah. And for that, anything goes. I think I can't prove any of this, but I think when McGregor throws a trolley at the bus, that's staged. I think when he punches someone at the bar, that's staged because he has a legal team that he knows perfectly well. They can set. He's like, he's like, he's a multi, he's like fucking almost billionaire at this point. Like, yeah. there's nothing these guys can't do. They're untouchable. The only thing that could happen to them financially, that, that could hurt them financially, is them not being in the press. So, for you to be in the press, if you can't beat Floyd Mayweather in a fight, if you can't achieve great things in the UFC, right? Because technically, you can't beat the guy, the best guy in the division, right? So, what do you do to remain relevant? To remain, to keep making money? Well, you do crazy shit. You slap Chris Rock on national television because that right there I mean how many memes were created uh, how many times have their yeah, names been googled in the last like 48 hours because of it right so now they're just like everything about them they're just, they just—they made so much money from that and you don't think there's a PR to, this is when Elon Musk throws a, a, a rock at a car and the window breaks you don't think Tesla prepared for that they yeah. knew that he was gonna they didn't they're, they're, they're that I am smart enough to prove and I'm like far from like one of person to think ahead I never do I would have like, well, you guys are going to throw a rock at the car. I probably should check if the window's going to break or not. You don't think Tesla thought about that with all the PR people they have? But he throws that. What it happens? Window breaks. It doesn't mean the car's a piece of crap. Because yeah. everyone knows, yeah, they're going to fix that next time. But what it does mean is that video is going to get so many more views because of something outlandish like that. Yeah. And it blows the fuck up, and now everyone sees a new car. But like PR agents, they understand how the human mind works. They, they're, they're called attention engineers. They, their whole purpose in life is understanding how to catch your attention, right? And a car accident catches attention. A house on fire catches attention more than anything good does. Like yeah. anything that's bad is going to sell more than what's good. Oh, of course. And, and at yeah. the end of the day, man, it's about sales. It's, it's a business. They're trying to sell and they're going to do anything to draw attention. Even like crazy, I mean, to me, I think I mentioned this in one of the previous podcasts. You know what they do in ancient Greece? Because that's what's going on. There's a chapter in the book about this. You know what they do? Mm. They would set buildings on fire. You know why? To become famous. They commit murder. You know why? Yeah, famous. To become famous. And they would do that. And that was like, no, that's the period of decay. That's what the, the, the beginning of the end right there, right? Yeah. It's like you, you, they, they peaked and then they're going down because... What had been a side effect of something truly great, high achievements, being famous for doing something incredible, now is, um, it's been banalized. Now it's famous for being famous. So anything goes, right? So you can, like, you know, get famous for sucking dick online, you know, and that's right there. Makes you look how much money Kim Kardashian made yeah. from that, right? What, what's the achievement? Salatio? <laughs> like, well, congratulations. Like, you know, like, what? But that is the achievement, right? Yeah. But it doesn't matter because at the end, you make a shit ton of money. That's accepted. We've normalized that. Well, now here we are, you know, <laughs> it's like, you see it everywhere. It's just like, man, it's just downhill, you know, it's just downhill. 
Yeah, it's truly crazy. Where does it stop? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, there's their breaking point, you know? Because, you know, I, I, I was just having this conversation with someone the other day, and everyone said there's always the old man chastising the young generation. That's the oldest thing, right? Oh, these generation X, Z, Y, whatever the hell they are, like, they're the worst generation. And I, and I catch myself talking like that all the time. Because compared to them, I'm tough, even though compared to my grandfather, I'm a pussy. My grandfather's way tougher than me. Like, way tougher. Like, I'm so weak compared to my grandfather. Your grandfather worked way harder than you ever did. He probably killed himself. Doing, like, it was so much harder back then, Dave. Yeah. Let's be frank. Life was so much harder. It's gotten easier. Technology has remedied so many of our problems. Things that were struggles in the past are now remedied by what? Automation, right? But with that being said, like, okay, that's an old theme. Sure, that theme is as old as, you know, as old as humans. Is there a breaking point? Is the question. Well, I feel like getting to what you were saying is true. Life in the past was much harder, and t modern tools like technology have made life easier. But I guess, especially when we look at today's culture, is that to a detriment to humans, right? Because like it feels like people have gotten soft. Yeah, right? and, and sad as a result. Too. Right, yeah. and, and sad because all that hard work. Had value to it. Yeah, and now and there's, there's no value. Now there's, there's yeah. people who literally refuse to work. Yeah. Like we've been trying to hire someone in my gym in Miami. They won't like, do it. Months. They Nobody it. wants to they work. Do it. You know, um, so and it's frustrating. You know, but all that, where it's kind of like where my my dad used to say this all the time. Probably still what does, but he feels like humanity's purpose was essentially to bring forth the next. <laughs> evolution of life form which would be yeah. like technology yeah right since when we have ai or something we're yeah. just going to be like the predecessors that get left in the dust yeah. because we're making that stronger but we're not making ourselves stronger no like and, i don't and, think and, like and as for as smart as people think they are now what they are perhaps is more knowledgeable yeah but not necessarily smarter and you're only knowledgeable because you're standing on Shoulders of, the shoulders of giants. But people I, I, who were smart because they were able to come up with these things. Like yeah. the people who make the cameras and the microphones they're way and all that. Yeah. They're, they're very smart people. Me using it doesn't make me smart. But it just makes, think makes people them smart. Yeah. <laughs> people are so, you're right. Yeah. Like, we, we have I a, have an iPhone. I'm smart. No, you're yeah. not. <laughs> Egyptians <laughs> build pyramids. That's smart. Yeah. You know? What, what think I, about so, it. Bro. What someone said to us funny was that you can only say something is smart by right. comparison. Yeah. Right? So like when they say you have a smartphone, implying the phone's smart. Smart, yeah. No, you're 100 percent right. And yeah. and I just one thing like people have access to knowledge. I don't think people are more knowledgeable. I think we've never read less. I think I've seen numbers on this. Like we're reading oh, less for sure. and less. We're reading I, less. I, I I'm always like careful. Like I speculate so much. I'm trying to like train myself not to speculate so much. But so I haven't seen numbers. But I'd be willing to put money that we'd read less than we did 50 years ago. Oh, and 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 as a result, and like I just dude, it's just like people go. Why read? You got Google. I'm like, oh my God. So it's like, that. it's thinking. It's like, why work out? You can just put a filter. It's the same. That's, that's what I hear when yeah. people tell me that. You don't need to read because you can Google it or go on YouTube and watch a YouTube video and that's the equivalent. Or TikTok. I had an adult argue with me that I didn't have to read academic articles on the Ukraine because I could just go on TikTok instead. 55-year-old uh, yeah. man is arguing with me. And I'm like, just imagine what his grandchildren are going to be like. It's just like, oh my, where are we? But what I hear is like, why go to the gym if you can just put a filter on that puts abs and muscles on you? That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Fake it. 
don't have to be, and we have normalized fake. Oh, we have we have normalized. Yeah. Authentic is asocial. It is antisocial. Yeah. It is weird. It is strange, right? Being um, being a phony is normalized. I'm a phony. You're a phony. I know that you're a phony. You know that I'm a phony. We both know that we're phonies, but we both agree that being phony is normal, so it's okay. We've normalized it. Yeah, we have, we're, in, we're normalizing lots of really strange things. Oh, man, it's, yeah. but don't get me started on yeah. strange things we're normalizing. Yeah. Like, we're so detached from reality. And I'm going, it's, it's because, and I, and, and I this is, this is Peter, my, my, part of my book that I talk about this, yeah. is like it's my issue with the idea of, of like even democratic thinking in some ways has been so detrimental because we have believed that if the majority of people believe something, then it's true. Like, yeah. well, slow your horses. <laughs> Calm down. If the majority of people, 500 years ago, the majority of the human population believed the earth was flat, was it? Yeah. Now, most people believe the earth is a sphere, or not believe, understand the word, the world is a sphere. In certain circles, the earth is back to being flat. If reality were subjected to the opinion of the majority, then the earth would be reshaping itself from <laughs> flat to sphere back and forth. And that doesn't make a whole bunch of sense, does it? But there are people that not only believe that, they live by those standards. The, the reality is what the majority wants it to be. And this is where like, it, it poses like the limits of democracy. It was like, no, 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 democracy meant you had a voice. You could choose who you had, you wanted to elect. It meant that the opinion of everyone mattered to, to an extent. But at the same time, you have to put limits on that because not everyone is a doctor. Not everyone is a jiu-jitsu black belt. Not everyone is, like, I have no idea how that camera works. Yeah. I know how to press record. Yeah, yeah. You understand? It doesn't make me an expert. Like, but, but people, there's no more rank in the world. Like we've dissolved rank. I think it's like it's in some ways, like some of the, some of the backlash we're watching in cultural terms is like it's been the the the, the at the end of World War II, wars like discipline, rank, order were associated with what? With fascism, yeah. right? Discipline, rank, strength, order, right? And we have come to think of fascism as bad, which it is, I'm not saying that, but the values that come with it are also bad because fascism is bad. So equality, victimization, weakness, the opposite of that is good, right? I'm still on the Nietzsche high, that's why I'm like, he talks about this nonstop. <laughs> but, and, and, and it's, it's, it's it, and we, we've created a society, we've, we have turned victimhood into a glorious stance. Right, victimhood is yeah. good. If you're a victim, because if think about that, when you're a victim, how can I criticize you? You're immune to criticism. You can do anything you want. Yeah. So re reality doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. Don't fucking matter. I'm the victim. Victimizer. End of story. So everyone's like, oh, can I be a victim too? Like everyone wants to be a victim. Whereas like 50 years ago, if you cried in school, I'd be like, what the fuck are you crying for? Like what happened? Yeah. Oh, let him cry. I'm like, okay, that's, did mom die? No, did the dog die? No, did something horrific happen? No, why the hell are you crying then? And he would say something like, man up. And that was like, and the kid was like, yes, I shouldn't be crying about nothing. Cry for real reasons. Like something, I don't think crying itself is bad. We weak is bad. It's fine to show emotion, but for good reasons. Yeah. But we've normalized, oh, I need a safe space. Safe space. Live in the richest country in history. Yeah. You are the privileged 99, 99.999% of human history and human existence has way harder than you have it. And somehow I have to listen to people talking about privilege and I need a safe space to cry. And these people make me sick in the stomach because they're so diseased in the head. They're so incredibly weak, Dave. Like, it's just like, you are the problem. 
but they, it's, we've normalized it, and that's the norm, right? And if someone puts a soundbite of what I just said, I'd probably get a hundred negative Google reviews. You know? <laughs> I might have to edit that out. But, um, you know, it's, it's, and it's kind of where we're going, man. Like, we, we don't value, we don't see values of strength as, as good anymore. And they used to be good. These are good values. Yeah. It's good to, like, you know, shit happens. You're like, all right, man, you know, like, tough it out. It's like, oh, throw yourself on the ground and cry. You know, and like we, 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 we praise that. Oh, my God, here's everything you need because, yeah. you know, and it's become normal. And, and, and it's just, I mean, I, don't, I, I wonder if there's a breaking point. I mean, at some point there has to be. Yeah. I, I would think so because, like, imagine if you have all these same people who are so fragile and yeah. then they inherit their earth. It's like, yeah. how are they going to run And, and they're entitled to it, too. Yeah. It's like, not only that, they think they deserve more. Yeah. Like, I, dude, I, I was watching a, a video the other day, and I was like, this is like how crazy this world's gone. Logan Paul, yeah. a YouTuber, was given advice on economics. The equation goes, he has more money than me, therefore, he knows more about investing than I do. Logan Paul and Gary Vee, they're, they're, they're given advice on economics. I'm like, it is mind-boggling in a world where like, we have plenty of PhDs in economics, right? Plenty of smart people. Like, for example, a guy like... Warren Buffett gives you advice in economics. I'm inclined to listen. I'm careful, like, well, is he trying to trick me into buying something he's selling? That's the first thought process, right? But you're inclined to believe in someone that actually build his wealth, right? I would go with Nancy Pelosi. Okay, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Like, I can't. I, she's a politician, but I don't. I don't know anything about her. <laughs> she's apparently the best investor in history. Okay, whatever. But like, like it, Warren Buffett has a 20% rate of return, which is phenomenal. Phenomenal, yeah. Nancy has 60. Does she really? Well, she says she does. No, 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 she does. Okay, that's incredible. But like, <laughs> let, okay, but let's say Logan Paul did, you know, is I like got lucky with whatever the hell he's doing. That doesn't make, but like people that you have a young generation that they're looking at that and they're going, "This is my reference," right? And they're being played too because these guys are, they're telling you to buy what they're selling. Like, pay attention. Yeah. You know, they're being played. And then the other one was retire when you're 21. And I'm like, holy shit! Like, and the people are believing that. I had a student of mine argue with me the other day, Dave. He's like, he's got this Bitcoin that's going to take off. This cryptocurrency yeah, Bitcoin yeah, yeah. that's going to take off. He's like, no, Rob, I've done the math. I'm going to be, I'm going to have $20 million if it goes to $1. And it's just a matter of time. And here's why. The, the, ha the halfling curve or something like that. Ha like half left, something like that. Having like, a curve. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, well, and that right there is evidence that you're going to have 20 millions in a few years. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, it's, and he was so confident about it. So confident. Yeah. And I'm listening. It's like, am I crazy? Or oh, the world's gone crazy? Which maybe, one is it? maybe that's why nobody wants to work. They've already got the crypto. Of course. Just, just they're just waiting. I was just going to say, this is why you can't hire someone in Miami. Yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. $15 an hour. Wait a second here, man. I am an entrepreneur. I am investing in crypto. And like, they believe that shit, though. Yeah, it's funny you say that because that's not, well, they haven't said the reason crypto. Yeah. But like, there's people like, oh, we need somebody essentially to like clean the gym. Right, and it's like, $25 an hour minimum yeah. and I need at least a 20-hour like, work week. I was like, it's like a 7,000 square foot gym. Like, yeah. oh, you <laughs> it's not that much clean to be done. And like, 25,000, that's like, if that, if that was full time, that's like 50 grand a year. Dude, there, you know, like, a... It's like, it seems like, man, like everything's going, like the inflation crap is going out of control. Like back in the day, like, man, like $15 an hour was like, that's a good starting job. Dude, I think my first yeah. job paid seven. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, I mean, I know it was a while ago, but still, it's like, but what's changed is not like, yeah, sure, inflation, you know, economy yeah. has changed. I get all that. 
But what's changed is a sense of entitlement. That is, I think that's what's so abnormal, but it's been normalized as well. We have come to see it as normal. Um, a last tangent, I promise, yeah. but this is super relevant. So, because I'm writing this book, I, I sent a copy to um, a, a draft, early draft to someone, okay. uh, to a friend, and then he sent me back for some ideas, some, some suggestions on what to write. And there's this, um, I don't know a lot about it, but I, done some reading on it, so this is kind of where we're going. Like in the 1980s in California, there was a movement called the self-esteem movement, okay. or I think that's what, it, what they called it. But basically a group of psychologists, they got together and they didn't have any empirical evidence for any of this, but they had a hypothesis that if we increase the self-esteem of children, good results would follow. Mm. So if we make you feel like you're a champ, that you're awesome, that you're incredible, you're gonna feel so good about yourself, Dave, you're gonna get straight A's. And everyone went, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, in other words, reward people prior to them doing work. And that became, that's more or less, you probably remember this when people start getting trophies for not it's, winning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember in, this, 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 this spread like wildfire, because in Brazil, I remember like, it was like early 90s maybe when this happened. You know, if you had bad grades, you had to repeat the grade. You had to go back to be, you know, so basically you said you had kids who were bad students and they had to repeat the same grade like yeah. over and over and over. If you went to night school, it meant you were such a bad student. Yeah. You got so much older than the other kids, they sent you to night school to catch up, right? Because, you know, you, you had to repeat a grade. And I remember when it changed, it was like, oh, there's no more repeating grades. You can just be an awful student. They're going to move you forward. No one left behind sort of thing. And I remember my friends that were awful students going, fuck yeah, <laughs> they were so happy because like they were being penalized for being awful students and they dreaded that. But now they weren't, right? So this movement spread like wildfire. So the school system, they all like, yeah, that's a great idea. And like, you know, at some point, you know, these guys went and came along and go, actually, it's not working. This is an awful idea. But at that point, it was too late. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing now, to some degree at least, is backlash from that lack of thinking. They thought that by rewarding kids, first and making them feel special and not letting them handle any hardship and like nothing bad happens to them and they're like little glass, little sensitive things are going to break, that in the future they're going to be better human beings. And it's normally the opposite, right? First you work your ass off, you work hard and then you get a little reward. And that right there pushes you to excel. So excelling is a product of work, not a product of being. That's funny that you mentioned that. I just read something about that today. About they, were, they they framed it differently. They talked about the fad of positive affirmations yeah, no. falling short. And same thing statistically, yeah, it showed yeah. that it was an inverse correlated. Like people who had to work their way through, yeah. then get the praise versus getting praise first. Oh yeah, or yeah. working or just all because you believe something doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. You know, yeah. like you have to put the work in. But like if you believe you already have achieved everything, then why are you going to work? Yeah. Right or like you like you said that you might get to entitlement. Yeah, you believe you're so good. Like, well, I deserve more. Of course, I'm awesome. Yeah, yeah like and, just give me, give and, me, give me. And I think it's affecting even like as a single man in the dating universe. I see that too. Maybe men too. I don't know. I'm on the other side, but women for sure. You get these women. They're so their self esteem is through the roof, right? Because they're pretty and they got a ton of likes on their Instagram. So they clearly I'm high value. Yeah. So I go on a date with them, right? She's hot, I'm like, right? So I want to meet her. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I'm going, I'm talking to her. I'm going, okay. And then she's really hot. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, yeah, she's really hot. <laughs> and I'm going, okay. It's like now I'm trying to like, let's try to like crank the volume up, but let's like switch gears, you know? Yeah. There's nothing there. And I'm thinking to myself, if you by magic, like by magic, could remove her vagina and it just like <laughs> disappeared. No vagina. 
right? She has no or no looks, right? right. What's left? And I'm not saying they're all like that, I'm going to wrong, yeah, but yeah, like it is a thing. It's become because their sense of self-esteem is so incredibly high. They think so highly of themselves. They never bother learning how to do anything, right? Like they, they, they think so highly of themselves. They never bother doing it. Learn, why would I learn how to do anything? Yeah. Why? Like I'm, I'm, I'm the shit. Look, I got 5,000 likes. Clearly, I'm the shit, right? And they believe that. And as a result, they think they're waiting for Brad Pitt. Well, I'm not Brad Pitt. I'm not, I'm not going to be Brad Pitt, right? So I'm thinking, well, what are you going to... And they're looking at me like, what are you going to do for me? Like, how, what are you going to offer me in exchange? And I'm thinking, oh, I'm not Brad Pitt, but I, I got more value than you. I got a career. I yeah. own a business. I actually know how to do things, you know? Like, so it's like this, this, this dissonance that I think is affecting dating in a lot of ways, too, because women think so highly of themselves. And you guys, maybe guys do, too. I'm not on the other side, so I don't, I don't know. But it's this, this like... But before, it's like, you know what? I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. You know what? You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like, we're now is like everyone's waiting for, like, you know, the, 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 the Prince Charming on the other side that's going to just absolutely perfect guy with tons of money to take care of him. But they have nothing to offer on the other side. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with you? Feed you? Yeah. Like, just a mouth to feed? Like, okay, I got a vagina. Congratulations. What else you got to offer? You know, I because think, if, yeah, if women have yeah. nothing else, like, why, why would you want to be with them? I think that, in a sense, makes it easier to filter out, though, because you can kind of spot these type of people yeah and that's definitely on both sides but you can definitely spot those type of people and know okay or they do in the apps i guess swipe left or whatever the way yeah yeah yeah, like i get like what do you call that when your fingers like shaking from doing from the same repetitive movement (laughs) so i switched fingers now like just with my pinky with my other thumb so using my elbow i'm just joking i ran out of people a long time ago swipe on I've swiped through the I'm whole town. I'm glad I'm not in this era of dating. Uh, I've swiped through the whole town multiple times. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in this era for dating. But uh, I, I think in general, like, yeah, you got to filter those type of people out. You know, just even, like, I don't know, like, I, when I met my wife, it was online also, but it yeah. was, but I think it was like Match.com or something yeah. like that. But I remember, like, when I went to do it, I'm like, I'm going to be as stingy as possible. Like I want someone who's highly educated, yeah. intellectual, pretty, yeah, you know, yeah, got yeah, a good yeah. sense of humor and all that. And she was the only one. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, no, you got lucky, man. Yeah, yeah I, I got yeah, lucky because yeah, yeah. I remember, and it's funny because she said the same thing from her end. Like, I think it was like a three month thing, or whatever. I'm like, no. But the, she the, can this, back it up. She's a professional. Like, she has yeah. a PhD, right? Like, what, what was your She's a doctor. Yeah, She's yeah. a doctor. Okay. You know, like, but you get like, okay, so you have all these qualities, but you can back, you can back up your self-esteem with qualities is my point, right? And, but when, when that, that sense of, and I just goes back to what we were talking about, the yeah. sense of entitlement that, that we've created, right? Like people think so highly of themselves, but there's nothing there. It's like, why do you think so high? Because if I sucked at jujitsu, and I think I see this in jujitsu too now, you get these kids, like they don't even train. They take third place at Naga, but they behave as if they were world champions. Like, you get people, I see blue belts with logos. They have their own logo now. They're blue yeah. belts. Like, back in the day, if you were a blue belt, you created your own logo, you get beat up. People yeah. like beat, like, get the hell out. You know what I'm saying? Like, we would make, people make fun of you. But the sense of self-esteem is so high. Everyone thinks so highly of themselves. Fake it till you make it sort of thinking, right? And that kind of, like, became the ethos of the age. It's like, fake it till you make it. Everyone's a fake, right? But no one's making anything. Like, if you're going to be fake it, until, but then do something to back it up at least. If you're going to reverse the process, if you're going to fake first and then accomplish second, at least accomplish something. Because yeah. in my head, first you do something and then you actually are something, right? But like we've kind of reversed that because maybe it's easier. It's a faster way to make money, whatever the case. 
But dude, like this is it's 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 something so ingrained in the culture, Dave, and it's everywhere. It's in dating. I see it in jujitsu. I see it in the fight. I see it every like, all the time, man. Kids, like schooling, and it's and not just kids, adults too, man. Like TikTok, case in point. Like you don't have to read on the Ukraine. Watch TikTok. You know, this is the problem with technology. Also, I feel like, for example, the internet, greatest advance in information technology. That's incredible. It's, gonna, it's going to go down like, like the wheel. It's going to be next to the wheel and the, the printing press. Right, is one of the like greatest the, inventions in history. To be able to access information has never been easier. The only problem is, you can't know any of the information is valid or not, because uh-huh. anybody can publish. Right, yeah. like if I want to make a website on like how South. African mules or like you can whatever I no, could yeah. right like it's the abuse of free speech yeah. I think it was actually the old time Stephen Colbert bit where he went on Wikipedia and he had someone write in yeah. that elephant populations were skyrocketing in Africa you know because of a, a end of a drought or something like that and it was an obvious joke right and it turned out like people started believing that yeah. but Oddly enough, 10 years later, it became true. He said, you see, I, I said it was true, and then it became truth. Yeah. That's what truth is. But he was, like, he was being his character. He was being funny. But Wait, who's that again? Uh, Stephen Colbert. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, but that can happen, and it does happen yeah. all the time. Like, yeah. I mean, like if you, Especially if you're looking online, you see, oh, so-and-so said this. I'm like, did he, though? And then if you dig in, no, he didn't say that. Yeah. It's like, okay, this... People I, don't fact-check. Yeah, there's yeah, no... And, yeah. The fact that you have to fact-check, it was... Something I don't Google, think you had to yeah. do before, right? Because it, it was harder to create. Like, for example, if you had to publish a book back in the day, you had to find somebody who would publish it, right? right? And you have to print the materials. There's a lot of infrastructure costs that goes into yeah. it, right? So it's not just like, oh, I'm a 15-year-old kid. I want to cause shit. I'm going to write a fake book. Like, you can. You, you could, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. Like, it's probably not worth well, it, right? With Amazon, you, yeah. can print, but you can print a book a day. You can just go. They, I mean, they, yeah. they, 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 they go over, but by like the quality of the content, they're not monitoring. Right, that's what I'm saying. But like nowadays, you could, yeah. right? But I'm saying yeah. in the past, you could. So I, I feel like in the past, when you were writing information, it was much more likely to was be credible, yeah. right? Because there was scrutiny, and there was a lot of filters along the way that wouldn't allow you to get through. Yeah. But now that anybody can put anything... It's the abuse of freedom. Yeah. So yeah. now it's like, the, like you said, the information is like, oh, I don't yeah. know. Like, is it, this it's, true? It, this, is, this is where freedom yeah. and free speech backfire. Yeah. Because freedom and free speech are great if you have a population that knows what they mean and they know that they have to be handled with care because they're superpowers. Freedom and free speech are superpowers. Yeah. You have to handle them with care, right? You have to have the humility, and I think we all make this mistake, but like you have to at some point be aware of like it's okay to say I don't know. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, we don't do that anymore. Right? Go on TikTok, ten seconds. I got it. I got the history of the Ukraine. I got yeah. it. But like, no, like maybe a hundred and fifty papers in you begin to get a glimpse of what's happening. Yeah, it's very complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. Right. And like I mean, there's some things that we can like overlook and go, okay, I can have an idea of what's happening. But if you want to get into it. You're gonna to have to get into the history of it, right? Yeah. No, TikTok. And TikTok is good enough. Why not? TikTok. I mean, the guy's there. He's yeah. there. He filmed it. He put it on TikTok. I know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like we we simplified everything. It's compacted so much, and like we don't ha- we don't, we can't handle it, man. Because we don't we're not a population that's educated. So like freedom is and, and free speech like they're great things if you have a population that is educated. And because we've been shitting on education for the last, we shit on education. Yeah. We really do. We think oh we don't like yeah we do. You know, United States is like, we're below, we're the richest country in history, right? We are below all of the industrialized world. I think we're ahead of Latin America and Sub-Saharan Africa in terms of education. We're a third world country in terms of education. 
yet we have like more than everyone else. It's like, and it's like we've we we've excelled in technology. We excel with our universities, best brains in the world in the United States. There's a reason why the Chinese send their kids over here. Yeah, you know, if like 50 years, that probably is going to change. We're going to send our kids over there because the way things are going, I wouldn't be surprised if it changes. You know, but we we be shipping. We have the best of everything, but we somehow we I think the most important thing was keeping an educated population. In my opinion, more important than money, more important than anything. I mean, is that you have a population that can read a book and go, "This is bullshit," yeah. and tell you why, not just about because like some news anchor said so, but because you can actually pick the book apart, right? Super hard to do, but it's an effort. It's like that's what education is: being learning how to read and 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 and, and read well. We don't value that because, like, ah, no, we good, we good, we like, nah, we got Google, we got, you know, I got Walmart, I got, I got TV, I'm good, and and it's like in a way, it's kind of like we've we've undermined the foundation of what a country is because if you have a population that is politically lost, very confused, yeah, very confused, like on both ends, you get the one guy that you know one little one piece of Google news is is proof of his conspiracy. And then you got the other people that believe that men and women are the same and they should be able to compete together and there's no difference because <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. a social construct. <laughs> Biology is a social construct. Darwin is crazy. You know, like, okay, sure. And, you know, you get like, very confused. And then you, you have all these, these, these variables and then you get a population that has no ability on how to filter information. And that's the biggest problem with information because unless you have the filters to like, okay, this is bullshit and this is why it's bullshit. And if you develop those filters, what is the purpose of information is doing more damage than good then? Sure. In some ways, like the age of information is like, okay, this is bad. You should not have, not that we shouldn't have access to information, but like it does, it has to be paired with the ability to interpret it. Correct. Yeah. Otherwise, like, like you said, there's just so much information. If, yeah. you, if you can't discern what's real, what's not, then yeah. it's almost like you're saying it's like kind of bad to have. All that information you don't know how you how to process it no, or like in i feel like certain things like this like for example like we had that supreme court uh nominee who couldn't define what a woman was right <laughs> which is two is it two x two chromosomes or is it yeah, x, yeah, x yeah. chromosome it's simple said, because, uh, it's simple it's not it was very weird because she said her answer was i'm not a biologist Interesting. <laughs> have you, you haven't seen? I did. I did. It, it was. I don't follow. I stopped following the news. Gotcha. I can't. But, I stopped. I quit. But, yeah. but the, essentially, the gist of yeah. it was that she was being um, uh, questioned by I think it was Senator Blackburn yeah. about Title Nine, which was like who a Title Nine. What is that? Essentially, that's a, a a ruling that was passed, I believe, by Ginsburg. All right, that was to give equality of opportunity to female athletes in colleges, right? Because before what happened, you had uh, male sports, right, were dominant force of yeah, college sports. Yeah. And female sports were not given the same opportunity, right? Yeah. So what they said, okay, with Title Nine, essentially for as many male sports you have, you have to have the same amount of female representation. Yeah. And what... The true business does, which is what colleges did, yeah. is that, you know what, we're not going to add more female sports. It's going to cost money to our budget. Instead, we're just going to cut the male sports that don't make money. Wrestling, water polo, golf. Wow. So, like, wrestling programs got decimated. So what like, a horrible criteria so that is. Wrestling wrestlers hated Title IX for a long time. How, when was that? I, I never heard of this. When was this that? was, like, late 90s. Yeah. Okay. 
or it might have been mid nineties, late nineties. I remember. You see the idea because in Florida, quality, there's so many things wrong with what this. This I I, I just hear about this first time. Yeah. I was like like there's so <laughs> there's so many things are like, wrong with that sort of thing. My home state in Florida. Yeah. They used to have college wrestling, but like when I grew up, it got cut. It got cut. So like that's why I, I guess it's fortunate. That's how I got into oh MMA God, because otherwise I had insane. I had no other yeah. venue to continue my wrestling career. But so that happened. So she was questioning. Um, it was like Katanya Brown. I mispronounced her name. Wasn't that her opinion on some of the language yeah. between men and women? Right. Yeah. And then she's like, "Well, I'm not familiar with the case law. I'd have to look at it," which is surprising considering this was from. A Supreme Court case. You right? don't. She doesn't know what a man. That she would is. have to review it to be able to give a good of what a man is. You know what she's scared? She's is. scared of her job. She's right. scared of losing her job. So then, that's the, why she's saying so that. then yeah. the uh, senator went back. He goes, "Okay, well, can you define to me what a woman is?" And she's like, "No, I can't. I'm not a biologist." So, <laughs> so then that ended the question. Bring a biologist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So to me, I thought it was funny because one thing is like, oh, so I would have followed up. You're saying that to determine male or female is a biological issue. Right, which would have been a big problem for someone on the liberal side, right? Yeah. And then the second thing is, okay, what are you? And she said, "Well, how do you know?" <laughs> no, thank you. It's, like, it's just the problem with like when politics permeates science. Yeah. It permeates every field of life, and it's like you gotta learn how to draw those lines, people. Not everything is politics. Right. Please, right. leave it's... your politics outside of reality. The sun is hot. That's not a social construct. Like there's all things about biology that are not social, but yeah. the, it, and it's and if you dig and this is where like, I I like Jordan Peterson like in some ways I think he's like he's a little to some things I I disagree but like he he's got he's got a point about you know the whole the mice of Marxism the rise of like post structuralism you know ultra feminism third wave of feminism what do you want to call it it's like there's a common thread there. There's something. There's a. There's a common. It's not. It's, I don't think it's as thick as he makes it sound. But like, there's a common thread there, and it is the idea that there's that humans are they're taught. Like that's what's underneath. If you dig through feminism, you yeah. know. If you dig through, you know, behaviorism, post-structuralism. If you dig through. If you dig, keep digging, keep digging, keep digging. Get the very bottom of it. There's a core belief they have. They hold it, and they're very serious about. It, and they don't question. There's a reason why they hate biology, is that we're all born equal. That we're born, we're blank slates, we're white piece of paper, and everything about you is a product of a structure. Mm. There are structures in place, and there are people, and this is where the this is the connection with Marxism, right? Because yeah. that's that's Marxist thinking, and they go, everything about these structures is uh, uh, written into you because there is a economic dominance by a certain group of people, the dominant class, and then that right there is they are, they've shaped society. So there's the ones writing the code. So everything you believe is a construct of what people in power have written down. That's, I mean, that's Gramsci for you. Who's the other one? There's a few of them. Like that, that, that's the whole core of their, like, we are a product of our culture and nothing else, right? And biologists are going like, oh, not, not really. And then, like, you know, Darwinists are going, no, that's pretty inaccurate. And it's, yeah. no, 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 no. Then it becomes politicized. So now they're fascists for saying that, right? So they what they what they've done is they've they've managed to to, to to stay in this little bubble of thinking that is at odds with all science, and they're in universities. They're not the majority, but they exist. They're yeah. there. 
So what happens is they've created this little bubble for themselves and they are in that bubble. And if you're in a bubble, you're never wrong because yeah. you're in an echo chamber, right? It's like you're on Facebook and whatever party you happen to like. If you only read your own news, well, shit, you're never wrong. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of what they've created for themselves, even though it's at odds with science. It's at odds with everything we know about human yeah. nature. It's at odds with everything we know about our history. It's at odds with everything. But they have convinced themselves that everything's a social contract. So if... You know, the majority of white males are rich, you know, or, or rich wealthier than other groups. That's clearly a product of a social construct and nothing else. Like, then, then that's, and that's sort of like, and there's like some truth that like white people did come out on top due to colonialism. There's no doubt about it, but like not every white person is a vic victimizer right. because of it. It's like they, they, they get, it's funny because like a lot of their thinking borders on racism. It's very similar to racism yeah. in some ways where you put people in the categories and you go, this category right here is bad. So you put everyone like, well, I didn't inherit shit. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I, I keep hearing this. And, and, and the more you think about their ideas, the more, you, the more you, it comes down to that idea that we're born, all born equal. Everything is a social construct. So people have the will. And that, now it's gotten to the point of absurdity yeah. where even, even um, um, like sexual preferences are social constructs. Yeah. Right? Like, that's a social no, well, construct. Well, not even yeah. sexual preference. Just say sex, period. Sex or your gender. Gender, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. a social... That's nothing to do with biology. I'm like, it's not... Like, you know what would happen if, if that were the case? There would be no human species because we wouldn't have had... Yeah. You know, or, you know, and, and it's like they, they... You have to ignore so much of what we know about our history and our biology in order for that sort of thinking to fly. And they have no problems doing it because it's become... And this is where they've lost it completely off track, Dave, completely off track. They go, equality has been achieved in the sense where you have the same rights. That's where justice lies. Yeah. Justice lies where Lady Justice has a blindfold, and she's blindfolded, right, for a reason. I don't look left or right, I don't look up or down. It's like, what are the facts, yeah. right? And at some point, it becomes a movement of revenge. How do I punish people yeah. for, you know, and becomes revenge. And, and from that point onwards, it's not more justice. Because once you reach that mark, that's where justice lies. If you pass that, you're not you're not talking about justice anymore. Now you're talking about revenge. And how do you think you're going to build something good with the premise of revenge yeah. as your motivation? Yeah. And there's there's no wonder that we've created this like social chaos because it's self-polarizing. It's a self-reinforcing mechanism. Because what happens is you get these guys that go, um, um, like for example, you see something in the news that you you hate that pisses you off because it's fucking outlandish, right? Yeah. And they might, you know, okay. That reinforces your belief on everything on your side, even if it's been questioned. So this is bad. The opposite of this is good. And that's not always the case. Yeah, you but have that's to, just natural, right? Because It's natural. Because, because good and bad is comparison. It's, yeah. du it's, du it's yeah. a duality, right? Yeah. And we've come to frame the world in two spheres, good and bad. And when you do that, or, uh, uh, you know, everything you happen to disagree with, everything you happen to disagree with is, because you're good, of course. Everyone's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hitler believed he was an angel. You know, yeah. like everyone believes they're good. So like the opposite of what you believe is clearly bad. And then what that does is like now you can skip critical thinking on your own beliefs, which is incredibly hard to do because there's an emotional attachment and an investment sure. in your beliefs. Imagine how much time you've spent arguing with people at the, 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 the dinner table with your uncle. You know, and how much time, how many books you read or articles or videos you had to watch and the emotional investment in that. And for you to, you know, be able to shit on all that because, or, or some of it, not all of it, but more importantly, the ability to think critically about what is it that you are criticizing, A, and what is it that you believe in. And this is why it's self-polarizing because you see these guys, they see something they don't like and they get so angry at that 
that that reinforces their belief in everything else they do already believe in because it's the opposite, yeah. right? So it's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's the polarization of, of, uh, of politics. And I think that's probably the most damaging thing because the, the crux of politics should be critical thinking. Analyze the issue as it is. If you're allowing your emotions or your preconceived notions to interfere with your judgment, well, that's not a good judgment. Yeah. You know, and it's scary when something that is so simple, like even just like sex, like when you can't say like someone with two X chromosomes is definitively a oh, woman. It's, it's totalitarianism. To, yeah. It's up to interpretation. Yeah. That's essentially to me like saying like one plus one equals three now. Like we, we, we can't even agree on anything because yeah. like a very simple premise has already been blown out of the water, yeah. right? Like how can we not say that it's one thing like people... There's so many ways of expressing this now, but like, sexual like sexual orientation is one thing. Okay, whatever. If they're heterosexual, yeah. homosexual. But then the other thing is just like, you, biologically, your sex or your male or female, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. that shouldn't be uh, like a matter of question. Uh, like, uh, we've been pretty good at determining what's uh, a man and what's a woman for like thousands of years, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. that wasn't something that was ever confused, yeah. you know. But all of a sudden now, like, people are saying, oh, like the gender that you were uh, chosen at, at birth. It's like chosen. It's chosen. Like, it's like yeah. what? Like, no, no, no. He was born with a penis or a vagina, or she was born with a vagina. It's one of the two. Yeah. Now, what you want to role play or want to express yourself as—that's a different thing. Live like, your life. I don't care. Right, it really exactly. is. Yeah, it shouldn't yeah. really matter. But right, like, yeah. let's not confuse something very simple because, like you said, then everything's yeah. confusion. And I feel like, yeah. like tinfoil hat going on. Like yeah. when uh, politicians try to make stuff like this very confusing, like to what you were saying, like. For example, like a guy has a penis and whatnot, and now he says he's a woman, and then we all have to say he's a woman. It's like, I know he's a woman. I know he's a man. You know he's a man, but we're going to say he's a woman. Because yeah. if I can get you to agree to something like that that you know is false, I can get you to agree with anything. anything yeah. And that's like the premise of 1984, end of the yeah, book. Yeah, it's, right? yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's like we both know a lie, and we're going to say it's true. It's like we, we agree with it because yeah. it is. And then here's the thing the judge, the reason why the judge doesn't say anything, and this is a problem with our legal system, this is a much bigger problem. Politicians, this is a problem with democracy, in fact. Like there's a, it's a critique to be made here that is very valid. When we have individuals like a judge or a politician, who have their whole livelihood and the investment in their careers are subjected to the majority of, 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 of uh, decision-making of people, right? They are gonna sway left or right, forward or back, according to what? The public opinion. You know when I learned this? I, I, I mentioned this a few times in this podcast, but like for those of you who haven't listened, for the eight people watching, <laughs> um, you know, when I, when I was in court, you know, for a family, a child custody, and I learned that judges have their campaigns paid for by attorneys. And I'm like, wait, what? Because to me, that's like, Lady Justice, what happened to you? Because I used to believe in you. That was like an ideal Lady Justice is blindfolded. Oh, shit, she's not blindfolded. And I started realizing, no, that's everywhere. That's not just in family court. That's everywhere. Yeah. So if you're a judge, there's a reason why she doesn't open her mouth. Because she's going like this. She's sticking her finger out to see yeah. which way the wind is blowing. Is it blowing left or right? And they sway accordingly. Right? Unless they have an audience and the audience is big enough. And then they'll stick to that. But if the audience is diminishing... The audience is getting smaller. What is it? Oh, the winds have changed. And they switch positions just the same. So they don't stand for anything. They don't believe in anything, right? And it's the same thing for, for um, like politicians and, and judges because they're elected. Yeah. They follow this. So if the majority of the population says that it, 
you are a homophobe unless you choose to have gay. You have to choose. You have to have gay sex unless you're a homophobe. Dave, you're homophobic. You've never had sex with a man. <laughs> Clearly, you're homophobic. Yeah, yeah. And if the majority of people, like, I mean, wh where where do you stop? Yeah. Where does it stop? Because we're gonna pass legislation now that you're. Like, where does it stop? You, I am scared of voicing my opinion. I posted a video of Chappelle on my Instagram the other day. Dave yeah. Chappelle's a hero of mine. I think Dave Chappelle's one of the greatest humans to ever walk this earth. Um, you, know, you ever watch a, uh, Patrice O'Neill? He's on, like Patrice O'Neill was. I've, dude, he, I've he, heard some of his bits, but not recently. He is yeah. better than Chappelle. Yeah. But he never played the game. That's why I love him. He fucking never played the game. Apparently, he had like a Comedy Central, like big Kahuna invite him over and like didn't show up out of principle for something like he's just yeah. like that guy right brilliant but um uh, but i put something on the reason i'm saying this is like i make it's almost like it's i got i got people messaging me like you know like almost like i it's it's almost like it's it's, it's a police out there and yeah. they're terrifying it is very totalitarian in a lot of ways because they don't like free speech they like it unless you happen to say what they agree with, which is yeah. what the Nazis believed in too. You yeah. know, book burning didn't go for Mein Kampf. Yeah. They went for Karl Marx. And if you're in Stalinist Russia, it was the opposite. They believed in free speech as long as you're reading Marx. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Just don't read the wrong things. Yeah. Right? And they yeah. said, well, that's not free speech. That's not free speech. That's book burning. Right? And we are living a moment of book burning in the United States. Oh, like, definitely. You can't. The whole cancel you, you, culture. It, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's book burning. They, I know, and it's, it's what's fascinating about these people is that they have the nerves to accuse other people of being fascists. Like clearly, you know nothing about the history of fascism. Yeah. Clearly, because if you did, you wouldn't be speaking that nonsense. You shut the fuck up, right? Because that's they don't understand. But it's I think that's there's intellectually speaking, there's nothing behind. There's nothing underneath them. It's air. It yeah. just crumbles. The second you start questioning, what is the core of their what are they trying to do and what is underneath their belief system? There's nothing there. It collapses because it is flawed to the core, and it's not just from a. Um, I'm not, I'm speaking, I mean, you can, you can, in any direction you dig, whether it's biology or history or, you know, human universals, you know, it's like human psychology, anyway you want to frame it, like, it's very, very flawed, you know, but it is the majority, it's becoming a thing, it is becoming a trend, especially with the younger crowd, which is what's going to push legislation in the future. That's right? what's, uh, I, I think I mentioned it before, me and you but I old. Always, just remember I guess that. we're old, right? We're old men, we're old white men, so. <laughs> Well, I, I always wonder about this because, like, I'm in that bubble also, right? Yeah, it's, we all are. Yeah, so, because, yeah. like, all the people I hang out with are martial yeah, artists, yeah. and they all think the same, right? Yeah. So it's like, I don't see the other side, right? The people yeah. who want to be victims or the people who don't want to work. Or They're like, not the majority. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't get to experience that. So, like, it's, it's odd for me because this seems, like, massively overrepresented over in yeah. the online media space, yeah. right? It's kind of like even if you watch TV, yeah. like now it seems like being a redheaded woman is like a very popular thing. Like if you watch a lot of leads are not redheads. I'm like, why? I don't know. Diversity? It, I, I guess, but I'm like, this, to be like redheaded is not common, right? Yeah. Not, like, not at least in the States here, you know? But it seems like a lot of things are being pushed, you know, like you said, whether they're trying to normalize things or trying to make everybody feel included or whatnot, but it's like, it's not like, it's not real. You know, like, people get upset because there's, like, a movie that doesn't have enough, you know, Asian characters or doesn't have enough black characters. It's like, if we're covering a movie in Africa, chances are most of the characters are going to be black, yeah. right? It's just we're in Africa, yeah. right? If we're in Asia, yeah. most of them are going to be Asian. Like, and if you would do an Asian movie and you're like, yeah. oh, there's not enough yeah. uh, white representation, it's yeah. like, there shouldn't be. 
Yeah. You know, like that's not the subject matter. It's, it's, it's insane. I call it arbitrary diversity. I was watching uh, Apple TV. I actually just subscribed to Apple TV just to watch this. I was watching it last night, in fact, with my daughters. It is a reenactment of Macbeth, the Shakespeare play, with guess who's playing Macbeth? Did you see it? No. Did you see it? Denzel Washington. Oh. Macbeth is a, Scot is a Scottish king. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And it's being played by Denzel Washington, which, by the way, played it well. I'm sure he did. He play, I mean, yeah. but. I've, been, I've seen better versions of Macbeth, but like he played it well, right? Yeah. It got played by Denzel Washington. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm glad Denzel's doing it because um, A, he's a good actor and I, I love him to death. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. B, it not this a fucking case in point? Uh, it, this is like a, a, a text case of hypocrisy yeah. and then no one opens their mouth. You know, I wouldn't because I don't freaking care. I mean, I don't, I don't mind seeing a black cynical. I, I couldn't care less. You know, it's like it's not important to me. You know, Macbeth is a play at the end of the day. Santa yeah. Claus is not real. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's mind-boggling. I think it was an actress that said something about, like, she was going to play a part of some historical black woman, and she wouldn't play it because she wasn't black enough. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Well, this is like I'm a, not black. Well, it's, it's, it's just kind of cuckoo, man. Well, this is like a sketch from the Chappelle show. You remember yeah. Al Mooney? He would, he would do, like, these movie reviews. No. So they were reviewing The, the Last Samurai. Yeah. And it's Al Mooney, you know, he's a black guy. And he's like talking about, he's like, Al, uh, he's like, Tom Cruise as the last samurai. Yeah. Right? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And then I got a movie idea for you, Hollywood. Yeah. He's like, the last African American on earth starring Tom Hanks. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, come yeah. on, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And I, I'm, I'm okay with that either way because to me, at the end of the day, it's acting. Like, yeah, that's not, the whole point, right? You, you, you can play anybody else you want. It, yeah, shouldn't, but have to, it shouldn't matter. You it shouldn't mean? matter. But right. the fact that, you know, um, because it's all about good or bad acting, that is the criteria. Oh, my God. Like, dude, I'll be going way over time here. But, like, yeah. last one and I'll stop yeah. and if you want to, unless yeah, you got yeah. a point. But, um, and this was in my book. It might not be in the book, but there's, um, there's, a, there's an author I've been reading. Um, I went on a tangent. I like, like read like a bunch of his books. It's called Harold Bloom. Like he's a he's a literally critic from from uh, Yale. I think he died recently, and he's losing his mind because in universities and literary studies, they're removing what he would call high literature, like like Cervantes, Shakespeare, Dante, in favor of diversity. Mm. These are all white males. Oh, okay. Therefore, we need multiculturalism. We need more women, more Asians. And that's the criteria, and that's the problem. Like, your politics really have to be everywhere, don't they? Because the criteria shouldn't be the color of your skin. No. It should be like, oh, why is, why is it all males? Because, like, males were writing in Europe at a time where most people in the world didn't have a pen and paper. Yeah. And that's fucking awful, but that's not my fault. And that's not Shakespeare's fault either. That's just a fact of the circumstance. The majority of the world did not have a pen and paper in hand, or the free time, for that matter, actually sit down and write because there was an audience there that wanted to watch your place. Those are, those are cir historical circumstances that led to greatness yeah. combined, coupled with genius, right? Genius plus historical circumstances. None of that matters. It's all social construct and it's like part of the framework set forth by the dominant structure, yada, yada, yada. Here we are. We have to replace it with people with, I mean, like, I mean when does it stop? We wouldn't have right. like, more red hairs in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the NBA. Like, when does it stop? Right. Essentially, it's like a reverse racism, right? Like, you're, 
you're now picking people yeah. based on their race and it shouldn't matter and, and not yeah. based on their on their merits yeah on their right? merits yeah right so like ideally like who do you want to be your instructor in yeah. martial arts who might potentially save your life the most famous youtuber you know which might be a logan ball or do you want the guy who's a black level yeah. champion who's a very skilled coach you know yeah. like i mean it, it, that shouldn't be the criteria like yeah. it, like the more they try to divide people by like okay you're white, you're black, you're Asian, and then now you're white. Like, what part of white? Are you European white? Yeah. No, Australian. You're not. Who that, cares, like, man? Oh, like, unbelievable. Like, this, yeah. This, this, this is not something people oh, should care shit. about. Like, like you're you're a man, you're a woman, or whatever. You know, you know what? Like, like, how? Like, what? what did this, like, some of this is so erratic. The way I, this is why I see it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy. Everyone else was right. I'm saying like maybe we should get some short people in the NBA because everyone in the NBA is tall. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> I want diversity in the NBA. I want more short people in the NBA. Too many tall people. Uh, like, where does this... I, I want taller people in gymnastics, Dave. Because yeah. people in gymnastics are too short. Because gymnasts are short. We need some size 10s in there. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we need some 7 feet tall gymnasts there for diversity. Yeah. Like, when does... I, what, is it that, what, what is the point of any of this? Because it's certainly not correct in errors of the past, right? It's not correct in injustices of colonialism. It certainly isn't. It is certainly not creating justice. It's just pissing everyone off because it's fucking madness. There's yeah. no other way to describe this, right? So what is the long-term... A purpose of any of this, and I don't, I don't, I do. I swear, I try to see it. I've been a liberal my whole life. I can't see what they're aiming at. I was, I'm like looking, like, because I remember, like, okay, women should be able to vote, equal rights, you know, black equal rights, equal rights across the board. I'm like, hell yeah, like who'd be against that? Yeah. yeah, gay people should get married, of course. Oh, since I was a child, but at some point, it's like, whoa, wait, what happened? And it's not about justice anymore. It's about I, I, I this is my take on it. Yeah. I think it has to do with revenge. Uh, it, you know, it was listening to, it was like a counterpoint type thing where they asked somebody, you know, like men shouldn't compete in women's sports or biological men, the terminology, shouldn't be able to compete in female sports. And the person defending it was saying like, well, the way I see it is I don't want to hurt one group over the other, yeah. right? And they're like, if you have like a trans male, and you deny him the ability to compete in the sport, you know, uh, or a trans woman rather, yeah. then like you're hurting that population. You're saying they can't do it. And it's like, well, but then you realize you're also hurting all the women now because oh. they're, they're it's split yeah. though. The movement is split though yeah. because of that, yeah. right? Because now the, these women are losing spots to yeah. compete in, and they're in a massive yeah. disadvantage. You know, so like, who you, who are you saying you're gonna do the less harm to? Because like. How many trans people are there? Yeah. What, 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 fraction, what, what right? is the what is the definition of freedom and rights? I mean, how do we the, the classic definition? My freedom or my rights end when what? Infringes on yeah. when yours begin, right? Yeah. And to me, to me, that's still a good. It's a simple but a good definition of it, right? Like, it's it's not fair on women. It. I mean, it's gonna be the end of. I mean, if it keeps. The good news is it's not a lot. It's that because but it, but if it became, it would be in the women's sport. It's not gonna be, but. What was that swimmer, Leah Thomas? Leah Thomas she yeah. was like 480 something in the yeah, man. As a, as a male. And then she beat the Olympic gold medalist or something in, yeah. in college or the silver medalist or whatever it was. Like, yeah, yeah, she, well, she what won. What else do you need to know? She's like a foot taller. <laughs> it's like, what else but, do you need to know, people? But yeah, yeah. yeah. And her, her time yeah. got worse, right? Which, you know, like she went, I think she was like seven seconds slower, yeah. right? When she was as a, as a man. But still, that was fast enough to beat yeah. everyone else. You know, it's just not fair, right? Yeah. And there, it's weird, the, apparently because, I was hearing an explanation of this, the NCAA essentially allows 
like the smaller swimming federations to decide what the guidelines are for like yeah. if a trans athlete can compete or whatnot. Yeah, what yeah. so like they pretty much said like they have to be tested I think like four weeks before competition for testosterone for testosterone and it could be up to double of what a woman's normal is and and, and this is yeah, which, which is you know there's no time stipulation of how long you have to be or anything like that so this guy was swimming two years ago as a man he's on some hormone therapy. And now, like, testing four weeks before, so, like, there's nothing There's nothing saying, like, he didn't roid up, like, right before. Even you know? if they got tested the day of, before and after, yeah. no possibility of cheating, okay? Yeah. Let's say that were the case. Yeah. Testosterone is one indicator. Yeah. It is one metric. Yeah. It is not, let me say this because these people don't understand this, like, very clearly. Yeah. Testosterone is one metric. It is not the only metric amongst men and women. Muscle fiber density, bone density, lung capacity, yeah. red blood cells, the size of your heart. Height in yeah. swimming is huge. Yeah, yeah Height enormous. is huge. Yeah, it's okay. the reason Michael Phelps says that. And the reason why you don't see people that are four feet tall winning Olympic gold medals in swimming. Yeah. It's not rocket science. Yeah. Anatomy matters. <sighs> Try it, to explain that to these people. It, like, oh, it's, all, it's like, oh my God, are you, you're stupid. It, Your it, politics have made you stupid. There's no other explanation. It's frustrating. I think it's, but I'm hoping, like you're saying, it's true that it's starting to turn because I don't know, for whatever reason, men are highly offended at this. Like, I see it. I'm not a female swimmer. I have no attachments I to have swimming. No force yeah. in this race. Yeah. But it bothers me to no end because it's like it's an injustice, right? Because it's like somebody, it doesn't stop. Yeah. yeah you got to put a stop to it. Someone's explaining yeah. it. But women, I think, weren't speaking out because of what you're saying they were scared because no. they're the one that's like the one who took second place defended her right or him or whatever you want to call it right Wait, so you said it was it was it was defended the, the, yeah, the, the yeah. winner leo thomas yeah no way the, before he won the race or she won the, I'm, I'm gonna get in trouble now yeah before leo thomas won the race they were saying oh like it's it's good that she that uh, they have a spot to compete yeah, yeah. right but i mean if you don't speak up for yourself, then you're gonna get run over. Yeah. And like the only people who can stop this from happening are women. If, yeah, well, it, it, women I know athletes, 100%. If all the female you, you athletes step in and say, you know what, we're not gonna race. Like what my dad was saying would have been a good thing. It's like when they, when they start the race, nobody jumped in the water. You don't get to have yeah. an opinion, Dave. You're a white male, shut up. Yeah. You're a straight white male. And I, I was having, having an argument with like a feminist friend of mine and I'm like, can you think of a situation just to go show how crazy, how Lady Justice is no longer blindfolded and facts no longer matter. Yeah. A situation where a white male, a straight white male can be a victim, and she stopped. She goes, no, yeah. never. I'm like, okay, so it's a death of justice. Yeah. Right? Lady Justice is no longer blindfolded. It's, it's the end. Yeah, it's, if you, I mean, think, luckily, most people don't agree with you. That's, yeah. that's the saving grace. Otherwise, she would be a sexist and a racist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we gotta stop it before yeah. we the police comes after us. I get swatted. The PC <laughs> fucking army of idiots. Yeah. I mean, I can I, I can go on for another three hours about this, man. I guess it's <laughs> it's frustrating it's, because it's the beginning of it. This is bad. It's I feel like in some people it's hijacks yeah. like what might be. I understand the need like people want them to be included, and I, I get yeah. it. You know, like they should be in some capacity, but like. Sports are made to be fair. We'll compete with the men. Yeah, because if, you, if because if we just made one division, yeah. just everyone racing one division, yeah. guess what's going to happen? There's not going to be any women in there. Yeah. You know, because It'll all be the men eliminated from sports. Yeah. You know how the Greeks define sports? Mm. Contest amongst equals. There you go. Right. They invented sports, right? Yeah. 
So I think it's a good criteria. It's a good standard to uphold. Yeah. You know, and for me, I think it's great that women compete in sports, and I want them to on their fair footing. So there's a reason why we have a men's division and a women's division, and in sports that it matters a lot, we have weight classes. Yeah. You know, because of a big dude, it's not going to be fair to fight a little dude, but we still want little dudes to fight. Sure. So we got to make a division for them too. You know, so and the solution might be there should be a trans division. If that's if that's yeah. something that's create their own or yeah. I, I mean there's yeah. or like at some point like if you make that call you gotta like okay that's the price you pay for not competing in sports with or you gotta compete with the men or yeah you compete with the like men. what's I don't think I don't think anything against it I, I honestly honestly man if some hey, it trans in Thailand, walked yeah. into well, exactly yeah. happens in Thailand yeah the lady and, boys they fight and no yeah. one no one you know what's funny there's no prejudice I don't think go on go you wanna fight you're a fighter you go I don't care. If you're going to be on the receiving end or the giving end of sex tonight with whoever you're going to have sex with, I don't care. You're here to fight, right? Yeah. Or fight. And I respect that. Yeah. And I really wouldn't bother me at all if we had a transgender whatever in any in jiu-jitsu. Come to my gym. I've had trans. I don't care. Yeah. But I'm not going to like, I'm not okay with like a, 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 a someone with an enormous biological advantage. And it's not small dummies. Yeah. It's not small. It's big, yeah. It is big. The be I mean, Ronda Rouse is a dominant female. She was incredible. You think she'd like make it to the top 50 amongst men? There's there's a lot like, of examples of this, like, right? Like in on. various sports between uh, tennis, for example, the, the Williams sisters got crushed yeah. by like this ranked 200 yeah. male tennis player in one afternoon when he was drunk. You know, they have like the world champion soccer females getting beat by middle schoolers. Right. I, did I send you that? I was just reading about that. Yeah, yeah. I sent it to some. I thought, no, that, that was okay. Yeah. That was happened in uh, in Brazil. Yeah. They had. Uh, that's funny you say that. They had the women's national soccer team, and Brazilian national soccer team is not bad. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, not yeah. the best one for when it comes to women, but it's pretty top five. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. And they couldn't find a team to play with them. They got these 14, 15 year old boys to play with the women's national soccer team that was going to represent Brazil in the Olympics. Right. Yeah. The boys won six to nothing. Yeah. One of the comments read, I think we should pay them equally. And it was just like a mic drop kind of moment. Yeah. You, you got to pay them the same, right? And at some, it's, my point is, like, at some point, you got to draw the line between, like, what is equality? Well, how do we... Because it's not equal. It it's not equal. So we pay the 14-year-old boys the same as the women, the national team, because they're better. Clearly, they're better soccer players. Yeah. Like, where does it... Like, and this is why they don't think about the fact that nothing in nature is equal. No. There's not a single leaf from a tree that is equal to the leaf next to it. There's nothing in nature that is equal. But it's like this this distortion of reality in favor of what they perceive good to be, what they think good is, what they think kindness is. And it is it, it is so incredibly at odds with everything we know about people, history, nature, that it's just like it's just never gonna work. Yeah. If, 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 if the things were equal, evolution failed. If, if, exactly. Yeah. If, 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 and like, <laughs> it, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, there is advantages even amongst people in the same weight class. But the idea of sport is we're trying to make it as equal yeah. as reasonably possible. The way I, yeah. def the Greeks define it as contest amongst equals. I define it as contest amongst approximate yeah. equals, right? Because it's never equal. No. You know, like I, I don't know what John Jones has inside his body. Right, as far as like some floating picograms, but <laughs> red blood cells, muscle fiber, like reflex. I, but like clearly, he's at an advantage. Oh, for sure. You know I, how much I hate on him? Yeah. Zero. 
I'd use it too if I were him. You think if I could swim as Mike as fast as Michael Phelps does, I wouldn't? Oh yeah, I would. Yeah. But it's like it's like it, it's it's this idea that everyone has to win at the end, and it's just like that's so it's so it's there's nothing good about it. That's you know, that's the that's the the, the the bigger issue here. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of it too is that people have the idea that the only purpose behind competition is to win. Yeah. And. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And to me, it's not. It's not. I think a refined someone who knows more. The, the idea of competition is to do your best. It's to grow. Yeah, and because you do your best, all those things happen. You grow, you learn, yeah. and if you're good enough, you win, right? But winning is a consequence, right? And so is a losing. Lot, a lot of people think, yeah. oh no, competition is just about winning, is no. it? No, it because isn't. when we have a, if I told you, like my brother used to do this, he has this crystal ball analogy. Well, well, I've done this, but I know we're going over. And he looks at a competitor. And he goes, "I'm looking at the crystal ball, and Robert, tomorrow you're going to lose. Do you still compete?" Or do you drop out? Yeah. Everybody I've ever done that to, I can beat. Why? Because yeah. they want to know how. How did I lose? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or like, I don't believe it's, you. I'm going to prove you wrong, right? Like, a competitor is going to want to compete. Uh, so the, if winning was already told that was impossible and you still compete, obviously it wasn't about winning then. Yeah. It was about doing your best, right? Yeah. And, 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 and growing in the process and, and, and deriving... Uh, joy and pleasure from the effort itself. Like I say this, like the hard work is the reward. It's sort of like my motto in the gym. No one fucking agrees with me, but like I really think so, man. Like I, I look back at my jujitsu journey, and you can literally like I could lose every single medal I have, and it wouldn't change how I feel about my journey. No, absolutely. I've lost almost all my medals because they got stolen. I lost a ton of them yeah. too. Like I only have. Yeah. I think two of them, my ADCC bronze, yeah. and I have one gold, one from Grapples Quest. That's yeah. I lost all the other ones. It doesn't matter. I probably lost those. I don't know where they're at. Yeah, like, it is exactly. It's, it's, yeah. But it doesn't, yeah. like, even if you did lose, it doesn't change yeah. your perception of self, of your journey, or it doesn't detract from the value of the effort. And that's what people who don't compete don't get. Only someone who actually throws themselves in the fire understands that. Like, you know, but you have to throw yourself in the fire to get it. Otherwise, it's just like, yeah, it's all about winning, you know? Yeah. Anyway, Dave, this is a pleasure. This is our longest podcast ever. This is what happens when we get fired up over. Oh you know, yeah, it is. But uh, I'm not even sure if we can get. I mean, luckily we don't have a million listeners. Otherwise, we'd probably be in trouble. But uh, this is the advantage of being a. Um, what's the word? Like not being like Joe Rogan. I guess. Not being like, Joe yeah, Rogan. You, you can't yeah. open your mouth. I mean, it's got to be like a great and a horrible thing to be a guy like him because you gotta gotta you gotta like imagine having like monitor what you say every. An hour of the day. Well, that's the one thing I think oh, that he does. I, 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 I need to be exhausting. Yeah. I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll try to make our next one not in six months. Not in six <laughs> months. Less time. Less time. I always have fun with this. This is always a good exercise. I get to vent. I feel like this is therapy. You guys notice I'm calm and I feel like uh, like I've gotten it out. And it's a safe space. It's a safe space. It's just, I get to speak my mind. You know. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you guys. Thank you everyone. And uh, yeah, see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. As always, like, share, comment, all that social media stuff helps us uh, get seen and passed around and all that. And uh, if you want to get the latest updates, go ahead and visit breakingtheguard.com to learn more. Final word from one of our sponsors would be jujitsux.com. All right, so jujitsux.com is... Again, an online jiu-jitsu library with lots of different structures. Of course, 
Robert Drysdale has his own course offerings there, which you can visit at jujitsux.com. And uh, if you go under instructors, look up Robert Drysdale. He has two courses there. Again, the, check him out. I can always vouch for Robert being an amazing instructor. Anything that he teaches is always very detailed, very effective. He doesn't go over stuff that's you know nonsensical or like over the top. His game is essentially very effective and basic. And I don't say basic in a condescending way as most people think. People think basic, like, oh, only beginners do basic moves. But the reality is a basic move is a move that's so effective that even if you only had like 50% understanding of how the move work, it still works, right? Like a guillotine choke is a basic move because I can teach any anybody to do it and they get it relatively easily. But if you have high-level understanding of basic moves, like let's say 90% understanding of how a guillotine works, it becomes extremely effective. And most of the top guys that I know have the, just that. They, they have mastery at basics. Think of someone like Marcelo Garcia. He's doing arm drags, rear naked chokes, back takes. These are all relatively basic things, but he has it at a skill level that's just beyond just about everybody else. And that's why even though most people know what he's doing, he's still doing it, right? So that's what I mean with that. And I've seen like in the past week, I think we even mentioned in the podcast, Robert had a bunch of people competing and they all finished arm triangles. And it's like, it's not surprising to me because I've trained with them and I know how good they are at their arm triangles. Basic move, but they're hitting it, you know, in PFL and in all these different grappling shows like Fight to Win and all that. So go ahead, visit jujitsux.com. You could go to instructors, look up Robert Drysdale and check out his courses there.